Hello, beautiful people. It is Overreaction Monday, October 3rd, 2022. And this sports show starts right now. Football! We are done with NFL Week 4 Sunday action with all eyes looking ahead to Monday Night Football to wrap up Week 4. It appears as if the Chiefs are all the way back. Yeah. It appears as if the Eagles are legit. It appears as if the Colts are dead. It appears as if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to be able to win games, but they might be heartbreaking. It appears as if the NFL is exactly what the NFL has been, and that's storylines from top to bottom. We'll get to overreact to all of them, like the Pittsburgh Steelers have a brand-new quarterback. He threw three picks, but Pro Football Focus said he – He's, he threw new, no picks. Okay. Uh-huh. Silver lining. Uh-huh. So stats are saying he didn't throw any picks because they clearly weren't his fault. But actual real life says he threw three picks, had two touchdowns. That's minus one. That's a rough start. But the team looked a lot better with him in there. So what does that mean going forward? That's what the NFL is every single day. That's what the NFL is all year. And we are incredibly lucky to be doing this for a living. I do it every single day alongside the Toxic Table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. A lot to talk about for your two teams. Mm. Your team on the left, Boston Connor, fucking dead. dead. Yep. And on the right, at Ty Schmidt, your team gets a big win over Boston Connor. I believe there was a massive bet at the talks the table. I'm excited to hear what you lost, uh, Connor, and what you won, Ty. Packers get a win, beat the Patriots, but Aaron, after the game, said, you know what? And actually, uh, Mike Greenberg said it great. His name's Aaron, but after the game, he was frank. <laughs> and he really was. He broke down the entire game in his like point of view. And it wasn't all glitz and glamour after a win over the New England Patriots at home on Lambeau. This is what Aaron Rodgers said after the game wearing a cool hoodie thing. Yeah. So game we had to win, for sure. I mean, you can't, can't be 2-2 two and two, losing to a third-string quarterback and, uh, and not playing great in all three phases. So we had to have this one. That doesn't take anything away from the joy of winning, but this is the one we had to have. They played well. Took a little time. They did some good things. I felt like we blocked them up pretty good, though. We had 440-plus yards of offense. Um, Pretty good. You tell me. I always give Bill credit. He's a hell of a coach. He is, and they had a great interaction after the game. I wonder if we'll hear that from any microphone situations when they embrace before and afterwards. Seems like a lot of respect. Bill Belichick in his press conference acknowledged like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was able to make a lot of plays that Aaron Rodgers makes. I like the fact that those two really like each other. Going to go down on Mount Rushmore of football and of interactions. He spoke glowingly of Bill on our show last week, and Mm -hmm. it sounds like that's only going to continue. Excited for the relationship those two are going to have later in life. Now, although it seems like Aaron's into some different shit, I think Mm -hmm. Bill is too. I think Bill's completely open-minded, Aaron. Whatever, he gets you to football. I don't give a Mm -hmm. fuck. What did you learn about your Packers yesterday, Ty? Are you happy with what you see? They got to win. Who cares? Let's keep it moving. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. Uh, It's tough to be, like, super excited about that. Roger said it best. You know, as you're watching that game, it's like, Jesus, they really can't fucking lose this one. And I think just... Hey, Zappy, not terrible. Not Not terrible. Has no idea what the play clock is. Had to delay a game for, like, four or five seconds, scored Uh a touchdown on the play. He took advantage of it. He's a vet already. He wasn't bad, but yeah, you're right. Third string quarterback in that season, in that game with where your team wants to go, probably not a one that you can lose like Aaron alluded to. Right, but I think it's the type of thing that we knew going into the season. When you have this many young guys on the offense, it's going to take time for those guys to kind of come into their own. Dobbs has, I mean, whatever you want to say about that touchdown to that he caught then dropped, the, the whole Des Bryant thing where it looked like 
he broke the plane, had possession, then the ground caused it. Either way, you you have to possess that all the way through, I guess. So we uh, maybe... did they? I thought they changed the rule because yeah. they, they kept alluding to the Calvin Johnson uh, catch. Right. That was one that started the absurdity mm-hmm. of finishing the catch. Then it's kind of mo- changed and been molded a little bit. I thought they were going to potentially rule that a catch. Aaron did on the sideline as well. That he saw the replay yeah. and said that's a catch. And this goes back to the old adage of what – what is a catch? What isn't a catch? And I think if I was just looking at that with my, my you know, like stooge eye, I'd go, yeah, you got to maintain possession of that through the bottom. Now, if it moves, but he still maintains possession, like if it moves from one hand to the other while it's down or whatever, and it never outright comes out of his hand, I think it's much cleaner of a catch. Mm-hmm. But it, I think there was an argument to be made, and I assume there was being made that 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 was a catch. Uh, on the Green Bay Packers sideline. It's going to just continue to be a conversation piece. But Dobbs also has a fumble, I think it's what you're alluding to. But he also makes some big-time fucking plays for the team. Exactly, and it's one of those things where, you know, in years past where guys maybe have mental mistakes or they fumble or something like that, you still had Devontae, so Rodgers could kind of just be like, all right, well, this guy, guy, fuck him. He's not getting any (laughs) balls the rest of the game. You can't really do that anymore, and Dobbs is getting open. He's running good routes. He he is a playmaker. He just kind of needs to develop more. Christian Watson, he they use him in you know with the jet sweep and the jet motion a lot. Well, he's, he's fast, though, Connor. Yeah, he can fast. move. He's when he's running across, it's like a John Deere. You couldn't he? even see him during the game. That thing. We're talking pedal. Yeah, dime. bunny yeah. mode, hammer, not turtle. Yes, definitely rabbit. Hammer down on that thing across. It seems like that's the only time he gets a ball though. Yeah, exactly. Scored his first touchdown. Rodgers had a, uh, a a shot to him where he looked like he had no idea how to track the ball. So I feel like <laughs> it's just little stuff like that where hopefully week 12, week 13 these guys start to come on. And then the defense, we talked about how good they were all off season. They kind of looked like shit the whole game, but then in overtime, the Packers, you know, get backed up, they get the ball first, they punt, they give the Pats a short field. I think they only needed like 12 yards to get into field goal range. Defense bowed up, made a stop when they need to. Packers got the ball back in one. So, yeah, it's tough to be super excited, but a win's a win. You scrap that, move forward. They're going to London next week. First time. Yeah, first time. That is an actual trap game. London against the Giants. No, no, no. First time in like 22 games or something like that for London where two winning records will be taking each other on in London. True. Normally, uh, it's either one team's above 500, one team stinks. There's been a lot of times where both teams are 500 by going over there. Mm-hmm. This is like the first time ever that both teams have a winning record. So shout out to London, getting Let's a good go. game. Hey, have fun, London. Hey, get a pretty good game, I think, this upcoming weekend. I'm excited to see what, how it pans out. This past London game, Brought us a great one. Yeah, banger. Viking Saints was awesome over there. Came down to the last field goal. A little double doink for Will Lutz, who did not deserve it. No. That ball was absolutely slaughtered. And I do wonder if it's because the earth is spinning at a little faster rate that that is why Will Lutz missed it mm-hmm. while in Europe. You know, yeah. He hasn't gotten an opportunity to see the way the ball flies in Europe, let alone with the world spinning faster than it's ever spun. If that thing's an eighth of an inch the other direction, that ball's through for 61 and they win the goddamn game. Or tie right. the game at least. Yeah, and get back into it probably. I enjoy watching these London games in the morning because the fans are all pumped about everything. And that's the, you know, whenever you go somewhere like 10, 15, I mean, this is just a fucking come on. God. The guy hit a 60-yarder oh. just before this, had his career long as 60. Then he comes out for a 61, and the uprights in London say, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> Not today, guys. Not today. What's that all about? I don't know. Yeah, that's London, baby. 
They love the kicking game over there, too. They wanted that to go through more than anybody. The oh, uprights yeah. played super heel over there. I don't love that. But it was an incredible game this weekend. Get to see Aaron Rodgers go over there. I'll be excited to see the reaction to him in London town. Patriots are dead. Another team that might have just found a rebirth, even though they just lost to a team that everybody thinks is very terrible, mm -hmm. is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers with the 20th pick of the NFL draft pick a quarterback for the first time in like 18 years. Obviously, Big Ben. Of course. Mm -hmm. Big Ben. Not the London one. Or the AB one. Big Ben. ben. Yeah. The Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. He retires, so the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is in disarray. What the hell are they going to do? That has been a staple of Pittsburgh. You see the ice on the shoulder. You see the robotic elbow. You see, obviously, the uh, boots on both of his feet. Yep. The knee braces. He's stumbling around on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, what? on a Friday, what? on a Saturday. Can't even do the walkthroughs, doing a roll-through. And then on Sunday, he comes out lumbering, and it's football for 18 years, basically. Yeah. Missed oh, some yeah. games for sure because there were some serious injuries in there with, a, I think, a blown tit and a, uh, an elbow Tommy on surgery situation that had to take place. But Ben Roethlisberger has been to Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time. Ben Leaf says he's hanging him up. Now he's doing a podcast called Footballing, oh, yeah. which I absolutely love, and I think it's going to be a fantastic podcast. They bring in Mitchell Trubisky, who obviously had his thing in Chicago happen with Matt Nagy, in which they obviously hated each other, did not have great reaction to each other, had a terrible season. They both end up leaving Chicago. He goes behind Josh Allen and old Dayball in Buffalo and goes to a little quick quarterback camp on how you can potentially evolve your game. Pittsburgh Steelers say that and say, you know what? Give us that guy. It's not going to cost that much money, but it has experience and may be better to be our next quarterback because we have a MVP defense from top to bottom. Everybody on D is an all-pro. If we just get a quarterback that can manage the game and not fuck it up, we'll be okay. Then the whole draft process comes around, and we see Tomlin and Colbert in his last ever draft rounds having dinner and wings and pizza with every quarterback in the draft. And everybody started snooping around. Is Mitchell Trubisky the actual guy, mm. or are they thinking about drafting a young guy and moving forward with it? Mm. Then the 20th pick comes around, and guess who's still on the board? The man with the small hands, the beautiful hair, the University of Pittsburgh doctorate of football, Kenny Pickett is sitting right there, a man who's been in the same building as us for the last 10 years at the University of Pittsburgh. He has a lot of grit, has incredible arm talent, has a story that we know through and through, treats the cafeteria people right. We already know what he is like behind closed doors because we've seen him for five years. They draft him. And immediately upon Kenny Pickett becoming a Pittsburgh Steeler on draft night, April fucking whatever it was, 20th, sure. whatever it is. Was it on 420? No. No, 28th or 29th. Whatever. That day, mm -hmm. his name started getting chanted around the hills of Pittsburgh. This is our guy. Although he's from New Jersey, he became a man in Oakland, in Pittsburgh. This is our guy. Mitchell Trubisky, we had you there for about a month. We loved you. Mm -hmm. We were going to bat for you about how you didn't stink in Chicago, how you weren't treated properly, how Matt Nagy's a piece of shit, even though it appears as if he's got the Chiefs offense. Yeah, he's <laughs> genius. He's doing really well over bad. there. That's what Pittsburgh Steelers were saying. And then Kenny Pickett got drafted in this two-syllable name that is synonymous with the theme park amusement park in Pittsburgh. That's right. It's actually a holiday around schools of Pittsburgh to go to a place called Kennywood. Mm -hmm. 
Hell wow. yeah. Kenny Pickett Beautiful. from the University of Pittsburgh is the first first-round quarterback drafted by the Steelers in two decades. His name was wanted. He was wanted on the field. And yesterday we got the first action of Kenny Pickett in actual NFL football. Mm -hmm. yes, Scored two touchdowns. What? Threw three picks. What? Lose no. to the Jets. What? But Pittsburgh Steelers fans who are back on stage with us, Tone Day. Hey! Congrats on being a dad. It's great to see you, you around here, pal. We have missed you. Um, you are obviously beloved. Steelers fans are pumped that Kenny Pickett's quarterback, even though you guys lost to the Jets. And Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. Hey, wow. Zach Wilson grittied on all the moms of Pittsburgh yeah. right down there at Akershire, which is not a safe place, by the way. Nope. What? Moment of silence for <laughs> the yins are after the game. They, they do the Philly Philly, call it the gritty gritty, because when Zach Wilson Ooh. catches it, he's doing it all on yins' titties. Swag. Swag. I mean, this Swag. dude is going bananas. He had a game yesterday in which I got texts from Michael Cole and other Jets fans. Okay, this guy fucking sucks. And then at the end of the game, methodically drives right down Pittsburgh Steelers' throats. No TJ, Cam Hayward leaves the game. Minka Fitzpatrick is an absolute stud, yeah. a stallion. They're going to need him going forward. But Pittsburgh Steelers fans are pumped about Kenny Pickett being the quarterback. Great to have you back, Tone Diggs. Great to be back. Yes, we are very, very pumped. When Mitch and Matt Canada were running the offense, it was like Harry, Don, and Lloyd Christmas were driving the Titanic and the Carpathian. Thea was nowhere in the distance to save anybody, okay? <laughs> That's what it was like. Tone has had some time. Welcome back, Tone. Welcome back, Tone. Mitch, Mitch, he was a nice guy, okay? But I think we all owe an apology to Nagy, all right? Uh, Tony! Tony! He stunk with Big Richard Nick Foles. Yeah. He stunk with Justin Fields. Andy Dalton. He's great with Patrick Mahomes. Kenny came in, and I saw videos from the stadium. It was electric. You could tell the offense, and I'm pretty sure the defense and all the players in that locker room were pretty pumped to have Kenny as a quarterback. Whoa. Now, you guys Whoa, said that? Oh, said that he threw three picks. PFFs, and you know how I feel, PFF, they're great. The authority. Uh, yeah, the authority. Well, Pete Thamel's the authority on college football. Oh. The authority on pro football is pro football. Yeah, PFF, he threw no picks. The first one that... <laughs> Claypool, he's six six, going up against five eight, and Claypool's Claypool. So what are you saying that. about? What do you mean, Claypool's Claypool? What's been going on? I mean, since he deemed himself Mapletron, the guy hasn't made a play in two years. <laughs> um, the second one, the youth, whatever, and then a hail mary. But Kenny, like. Finally, the offense, he stuck in the pocket, made a, th a throw to Muth, a throw to Pickens outside, back shoulder. There was timing. They were running the ball. Now, it is overreaction Monday, so I feel like I can say this. Take a loss to the Jets to move on to the next chapter of Oh, Steelers so the Jets football. buried oh. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, worth and it. now you're burying the ball that is Correct. the Mitchell Trubisky era as a Pittsburgh Steeler mm. uh, quarterback. Now you've got a brand new shiny toy, and that's the Kenny Pickett Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers. And I saw a lot of people tweeting yesterday that the uh, Kenny – and Zach Wilson, those are the two best young quarterbacks in the AFC that we're going to see for Nobody a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, soak it, in, soak it in. Nobody said that. I will say that the it factor appears to be something that's real. Kenny Pickett, doesn't matter what Matt Cannon is calling. I think I saw Kenny Pickett check out of a play, maybe make an mm -hmm. audible and throw the rock to the left, I think, to George. Yeah. Now you will have to forgive me because I was watching the Colts do whatever the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like football. football. 
I was watching the TV, watching Pittsburgh Steelers with Nick Marotta there in the suite, and watching Nick watch Kenny mm. was awesome. First play was a handoff to Naj. Nick actually turns around and goes, did you see that? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect form. Did you see that? Did you see that? But it did feel when he went into the game, and this is like uh, anytime somebody new is in charge anywhere, there's like this freshness of energy of wanting to prove yourself and like something new, and maybe you get out of the old habits that you had. Not that Mitchell Trubisky was a quarterback for too long, but it did feel from watching afar, and I wasn't in Acrisure, it did feel like everything started, they started moving, mm -hmm. there was completions happening, just the energy was up. Maybe Matt Canada opened up a new part of the playbook that he hadn't used with Mitchell Trubisky, whatever the case is, Yin's lost to Zach Wilson. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. pro football focus can say what it wants. Kenny Pickett went 10 of 13 with three picks. Mm. 10 of 13 is only incompletions or picks. He was putting ball. I mean, yeah. He was that one he got killed on. Yep. Yeah. Where he you. threw was a dart, too. Yeah, great throw. That wasn't anything other than a fucking dart while staring down the barrel of a certified shot. It's going yeah. to get hit really hard. Going to take a very hard bump on the ground here. Going to have a human on top of me, but I am also going to deliver a seed. That's the mental part of these psychopaths that are uh, NFL quarterbacks that some people have and some people don't. Some people don't even want to potentially put themselves in that position. Like, you remember when Ben Simmons didn't want to have to shoot a shot, yeah. so he stayed away from any area where he was going to get fouled or do anything? Sure. Some quarterbacks will leave a situation before something can even pop up, so they don't even have to make the decision to do it or not, so you don't even know. Kenny fucking sitting in there and just staring down the pipe knowing he's going to get fucking murdered and throwing it. I think if you're a Pittsburgh – not that he's the only quarterback that does that. I'm not saying sure. that. But if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you're saying, oh, first-round guy, 20th picked overall, in his rookie year against grown men in his first real time, is not scared to take a massive shot. I think that's a huge ordeal. Once again, lost to the Jets and Zach Wilson. Right. Absolutely. If Jets you remember preseason – there was a very, very similar play where he made the same exact throw. Was that was the play that I fell in to love the with left? Him. I think yes. right. Yeah, instead of the right, this yep. one was to the left. Same mm -hmm. exact seam shot. Yeah. yeah, and that was against preseason guys, and we all sure. thought, mm -hmm. all right, is that preseason? What is it going to do? What's it going to do? Lights came on. He was the same exact guy. It felt like through three picks though. Yeah. Well, but if clean that up, got clean that. Can't just throw the ball. Can't just all, all the grades do it. No balls touch the ground. For Kenny Pickett. Mm -hmm. 10 to 13, three picks. Love it. I enjoyed watching them. They lose to the Jets. Are the Jets back because Zach's back? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Him grittying all over the place, doing what he had to do. Those drives at the end of the game for the Pits against the Pittsburgh Steelers would definitely give Jets fans something to be pumped about. But whenever you were talking about the offense with Mitchell Trubisky, and I mentioned ta watching the Indianapolis Colts play yeah. football yesterday. So Derrick Henry started rolling first quarter yeah early can't happen that's normally third fourth quarter so right. whenever in with the seats that we have we can actually see him running like i can actually see <laughs> him rolling and i can see him getting comfortable like that one i'd preview and he like wipes himself off because he wasn't touched and was nowhere near being touched no then there's other runs where you can actually see him make somebody miss and then you can see somebody's body like kind of crunch down before they tackle him and him go to explode onto people so like our seats have an a very good view that so in the first quarter when that Derrick Henry train is already starting to roll. It's like, oh, no, this is supposed to be third, fourth quarter whenever the defense is already worn down. Yeah. It's like, no, Derrick Henry in the first quarter and in the second quarter is supposed to just like take like two yards, 
three yards. Yep. And then, like, by the third, fourth quarter, if he's going to have a day, that's when it is because the defense is banged up. Somebody rolled an ankle. Somebody's maybe a little bit tired. Somebody gets off their gap a little bit, and then all of a sudden they're getting trucked. And then the Derrick Henry express just starts going. Mm -hmm. First quarter, it was going. So I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm like, well, this is a little early. <laughs> uh -oh. This is a little early for this particular train to be leaving the station here in the first quarter. That's not going to be good. To the Colts' credit, they should fight. Mm -hmm. Got back in that mm -hmm. game. Had a third and two late where if we would have got the ball, we would have been able to go down the field and tie this thing up. Inevitably, weren't able to do enough to get the win. Shaq Leonard comes back. He gets blown up by his own guy. I, they're saying concussion. I think he probably broke his nose, too. There was a lot of blood, like a gash out of Damn. his nose. And that shot was awkward. He was turning like this, and then his own guy was coming to tackle. Uh, wide receiver is about to score a touchdown. And then Darius, like, awkwardly gets hit, like... It was, it was uncomfortable to look at. It was almost like the, uh, the Buffalo Bills guy. Remember when he got like his neck? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like that, but I feel like the helmet also <laughs> hit his body. He's in a concussion protocol, so he wasn't back for more than a quarter and a half, yeah. although they were able to score whenever he was on the field. I feel like his energy and everything, and watching him come out of the tunnel was awesome. Because just a week ago, he was saying that he was watching somebody else in his position and the team was doing good, so they don't need me back or whatever yet. So I started sensing a little doubt maybe from Shaq Leonard, a little bit of a little self-doubt happening from Shaq Leonard. So watching him come back, and he went out, he was introduced last, mm -hmm. and the place went fucking mm -hmm. crazy for him. Right. I almost got like emotional. I was like, hey, Shaq, I hope you fucking remember, like, hey. You're the guy, Still dude. Still that guy. You're like a defensive MVP guy. Yeah. Like, hey, let's let's not forget that at all. So I got, like, pretty emotional for the guy almost. I'm like, all right, I hope he feels that, you know? Then we get him out in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. yep. He's gone. Defense starts playing, like, continues to play good, though. Yeah. Get some stops late. Shaq Leonard will be out this Thursday against the Denver Broncos, which is not great. Need him back as soon as possible to get into the flow of Gus Bradley's defense. But as I'm watching, that's via Zach Kiefer, uh, who writes for The Athletic. As I'm watching that team, though, and I'm watching the offense. I'm just like, what the fuck are we? This yeah. is the most. What uh, we watch. Uh, we have the privilege of watching football for a living. Have to watch it. Okay. Have to watch football for a living. That is literally our job. Lucky to do it. Get to do it. Thankful to do mm -hmm. it. It's not as easy as everybody might think it is because it's hard to keep track of every different storyline happening on every yeah. team. But we are lucky to do it, and we invest our time into doing it. So we try to make it as good of a show and as accurate of a, as a show as possible. But I see a lot of offenses around the NFL who are taking advantage of a lot of things. And going into the season, I was just like acknowledging what all the offenses that look fucking awesome and do well and have success and win Super Bowls and I, things like I, that I, are doing lately have a shit ton of weapons. And the reason why they have a shit ton of weapons is because you can do a bunch of shit with a bunch of shit ton of weapons because the defense has no idea what the fuck to do with you because there's only so many people on the field to cover all of your weapons. So your offense can automatically get a lot more creative, can get a lot more exciting, and ultimately a lot more productive if you have a lot of weapons, let alone the fact that there is a 100% hurt rate in the mm -hmm. NFL. So if you lose one of your weapons or you lose two of your weapons, if you have five to six fucking studs at skill position, it's not going to kill your entire offense. That is just what teams who have had success have been doing in the recent history of the modern football with the rules that they are for throwing the fucking ball. So whenever we were looking at this Colts team, all offseason I was like, we, we, don't have any fuck, we don't have any fucking weapons. Julio Jones is available. Get fucking, bring in Julio. Sure. Odell Beckham Jr., I guess, is saying he's going to the fucking Packers. Uh -huh. yeah. Hey, Odell, don't go to the Packers. Look how many times. 
They're getting the ball. Christian Watson, he's going to be a stud. Romeo Dobbs is going to be a guy. Tunyon's making incredible catches. Yeah, sure. They don't need you, OBJ. The Colts fucking need you, which is what I've been saying all offseason. We needed more weapons. And then we find a weapon last week. Guy last week, Jelani Woods, six foot seven tight end out of Miami, has two touchdowns. The only two balls ever thrown to him. Two touchdowns in traffic. Ah, young guy, dog, right in front of our face did it. Saw his eyes after he did it. Mm -hmm. This guy is a guy. This week, only had like 13 snaps or something like that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even on the field. Excuse me? And Wasn't even on the field. 40-yard huh. catch when he was. Yeah, gets on the field, only gets one target, gets 40 yards, and then he's fucking out in the red zone all of a sudden. Now, Mo Ali cox another tight end. Dog. Dog. Fucking love Mo Ali cox He gets two yeah, touchdowns. Yeah. It's like, think about what Mo Ali cox could be able to do if you have another fucking tight end on the field, yep. like Rob Gronkowski and... Well, Rest in peace, he's a murderer too. Aaron Hernandez. Sure. Like there's a, oh, yeah. there has to be some sort of offense that we found a weapon. We didn't have enough weapons. We found a weapon. He's an anomaly. He's an alien. He's six foot seven. Maybe let's figure out how to fucking get that guy on yeah. the field at the same time as Mo Ali Cox, who's your other weapon, and Pittman, who's your fucking weapon, and then Jonathan Taylor, who is not having a year that he had a year ago. No, no, no. No, no he's not. And as somebody who's been on the field. Okay, uh -huh. and as somebody that has been a scout team running back. Okay. Okay, yeah. in the NFL. So you know. Yeah. Scout back or power. You understand. So they had me do everything. They had okay. me do everything. Three down back. Three down back. Basically, it was just a read whenever, uh, which hole am I going through, who's getting what gap, what's your coverage. And it was, ultimately, it worked on my cardio a lot because there would be redos, you know, re do it again. Yeah, run do it back. Again. Oh, okay, yeah, do it again. All right, yeah, fuck. That means everybody else just kind of gets to go, yeah, I'm going there, and I got to do a full, all right, here we go, I'm going out there. But I got to see some holes. I had pretty good vision. I feel like I had pretty good vision. And I feel like with the, the modern technology of the Skycam, everybody can kind of see shit now on whether or not running backs are making the right moves or the right decisions or not. Offense line is giving Jonathan Taylor fucking nothing. Yes. It is very tough to watch, actually, as you're handing this guy who's a special, special guy, and he's getting hit before he even gets to the line, or there's absolutely nothing, and he just has to make something out of everything. Like, not every run should be a mm -hmm. have to make something out of nothing. So this offensive line that's gotten paid, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, really good players. They're the only two that are still around. The other three, brand new. Right guard, I guess, are just getting fucking cooked. I don't know who he is. I hope he does better in the future or yeah. fucking moves to another team sure. because the offensive line seems to stink. We don't have enough weapons. We find a weapon, can't get him on the field. And then I watch the Kansas City Chiefs play football. Uh, oh, man. And I just think to myself, this is so much fun yeah. to watch. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Even if their offensive line is outmanned, outgunned, outstrength, outflanked, whatever right. it is, Andy Reid has so many designs that just set their guys up to be in proper leverage. They keep the defense guessing so much because they have so much speed. So they lose their best wide receiver. Yes. They lose their best wide receiver, a guy who's one of one who would make any team better. He's gone. This offense, still the same fucking show still able to do whatever they want, even more because they had to get even more creative. It's like the creative juices that go into building a play. Whenever you have five, six dudes that you believe in that can get the rock, and also whenever you have like CEH in the backfield who can hit it and also get it out of the backfield, and you got a quarterback who is maybe the most electrifying football player to ever touch a football field. Last night, his spin move, chest pass, touchdown throw thing is the greatest display of football in the regular season that we've seen in some time. Just fucking toying with Super Bowl champion all pros. How you doing? Keep it moving. <laughs> Insane. Hey, sorry, you can't get me. Sorry about it. Close. See you later, Anthony. I believe that guy's name is. And then he hits a spin move on Devin White, who runs like a 4-5. Stop. Where's the line of scrimmage? Whoop. 
Chuck. Gets a good spiral on it. Better yeah. spiral than I've seen a lot of college football quarterbacks throw with it. <laughs> yeah. Touchdown to Clyde Edwards, a layer. It's like you're watching him play, and I'm watching Matt Ryan play. And then you're watching these other offense, like the Rams and these other teams that take advantage of all these weapons in it. And I'm like, man, that's such a fucking better experience watching football than watching what the Colts are doing right now. So I hope to God, and I got a lot of tweets from people at the Chiefs fan, uh, kingdom last night that said, we've been waiting a long time for this run. Mm. And they've been good since like 2018 now. They've been either mm -hmm. in the AFC Championship game or in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They got MVPs. I hope to God you guys do like think to yourself, this is amazing. Every single time, do not take it for granted. No. Because just a few years back here in Indianapolis, you got a lot of Colts fans going, we had Peyton Manning running yeah. the show here. Yeah. And every, every offensive exploit was used. I mean, it was 450 yards a game. Mm -hmm. Touchdown, 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 celebration. And then you have Mathis and Freeney. It's like an exciting brand of yes. football. Then when Andrew Luck was in, it was like literally no play left behind. This guy can do anything. Then Carson comes. Carl, huh? Seems like the... Commanders fans? Yeah. Commanders Cal fans. Commies. Apologies. Receipts, motherfuckers! <laughs> Receipts! <laughs> Receipts, motherfuckers! Hell yeah. Commanders fans were attacking me a lot this offseason whenever I was excited that the Colts were able to trade Carson Wentz and his contract uh -huh. to the Washington Commanders. Sure. Not because I think Carson Wentz at football is bad. No. No. Wow. At decision-making in football, he is bad. As a human, I think he's a good human. Mm -hmm. As a tractor buyer, I think he's a bad tractor buyer. Cool. Yeah. For sure. So it's like a real one of these with Carson Wentz. Like, I think his grade of football is really good. But, boy, there's a lot of times when you're watching the Carson Wentz experience where you're like, what, 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 what is the NFL? This isn't high school. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, you're hurt. Okay. Oh, you're still playing. Can't move. Still trying to do stuff. And then he'll make a play out of nowhere. He'll do it this weekend. I guess the Cowboys, I guess you guys got to see a lot of what I was talking about all last year. Mm -hmm. And I, you don't have to apologize. Y'all motherfuckers, when you lay your heads down, no. If my mm -hmm. dumb face pops in your head when you're laying your head down at night and you think back to a tweet that you sent me, oh, is this Carson Wentz's fault? Blah, 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 blah. Carson Wentz is better than he, whatever. Fuck off. I know it. You know it. We no, know it. Can't. Let's move on. We're both in bad spots right now. Okay, I got Matt Ryan doing what he's doing. Sure. But whenever this fan base became football fans in Indianapolis, it was watching incredible offensive football play. When you're watching a bad fucking offense, and I know it's early, but they're just trying to figure it out. But then we see Jelani Woods do his thing, and then the next week is not even on the fucking field. It's yeah. like, it's hard to watch these other teams be great and not think to yourself, why aren't we doing that? Why do we not have a Patrick Mahomes-style offense? Why do we not have a Rams-style offense? Uh, does our owner not spend money? Does the GM not believe in it? It just, if you're a Chiefs fan, after watching last night, I am so fucking envious and I'm so happy for you. Is almost what I want to say to all of you. Yeah, it's cool. unbelievable. I mean, going into every drive, it's almost like you're expecting to score a touchdown. Like, how many teams can actually say that? It's like, hey, if we get the ball... We're going to score. It doesn't – and also, let's say we're down 17, 24 points in the second no half. No lead is safe. It doesn't safe. matter. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like with the Colts, they get down 14 points. It's genuinely like – Oh, this is over. Game's over. Qu yeah, what are we going to do? I, I didn't leave then, but the conversation started. Uh -huh. You know, when it was like 21-3 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, like – early. Oh, definitely not – Definitely not staying this entire game, I don't nope. think. Traffic's terrible. There's only yeah. one lane out of here. Can't do it. Had a long day yesterday. Long day yeah. yesterday. I mean, the Colts didn't show up for me, right? I mean, I, yeah. I tried to show up. You showed up for them. I tried to show up for them. Like, 
you know, try to be loud. How you doing? Neighbors are sweet. They mm -hmm. try to show up, be loud too as well. It's not a meet and greet. Let's remember that. <laughs> Fucking paying a lot of money. It's not a business. Uh, <laughs> it's not market that you'll be able to take mm -hmm. pictures with me when you go to those games. <laughs> Good people, very nice people, but also... Fuck off! Hundred and fifty thousand dollars to sit there. Hey, make you sure you get a picture with Mac. Before you Mac, come yeah, here. Yeah, it's not a. I'm not a zoo animal in there. Although it does appear that is the case. Very nice people. Once mm -hmm. again, Good have people. to say that. Just trying to set the standard for the next six games that we might not go to anyways because who knows what this team is going to be. Yeah. But as I'm watching it all happen, I'm just like, God damn, we're dead. Now, the big story from yesterday, talking about no lead is safe. Josh Allen. Oh. Mm. Hey. Lamar Jackson is spectacular. Lamar Jackson's start to the season has been remarkable. Watching Lamar play over the last four weeks, it is very clear. And even the first half of yesterday, yeah. it is very clear like this dude is cementing his legacy back as the dude. Because last year, there was some injuries, some sickness. Uh -huh. The year before that, a lot of COVID shit they dealt with. So for two years, even though they've won a playoff game and Lamar has had success, you haven't really seen the Lamar Jackson all the way. Last year, they lost four running backs or something, five running yeah. backs, whatever it was. And the run game was obviously a big part of that offense. So this season, it has been a joy to watch Lamar Jackson, especially with how the business has gone down in the offseason with the team that he's playing for. First half yesterday was the same situation. I actually mm -hmm. talked to Bruce Brown. We're sitting in the Colts game, watching that game unfold on a TV in the suite, and we're thinking to ourselves, one of these quarterbacks got paid already. One of them hasn't. And me and, me and Bruce literally start talking. It's like, yeah, like a hundred... Hungry dog runs faster. Like, <laughs> yeah. A hungry fighter trains harder. Like, Part of it. It's, we were thinking that yesterday because I think I picked the Bills or whatever. So I'm literally watching, like, how did I, why did I even think about betting against Lamar Jackson? He hasn't got paid. He's on a big fuck you tour. And then second half, it was like, this is what. This is why. Poyer's on track to have 17 picks yes, still. Is. And that big, handsome son of a bitch back there is a ball hawk. Mm -hmm. yep. Both of his picks were incredible yep. plays. Yeah. That second one he got, he had to make a miraculous catch on it or whatever. But this dude is a guy. Beast. This Bills defense is unbelievable. A lot of people talking about what Lamar was able to do or wasn't able to do. Down in the goal line in the fourth quarter, Jordan Poyer with a big pick there. Four minutes left. Game tied 20-20. Fourth and four, or fourth and goal from the four. Baltimore Ravens choose to go for it in a tie ball game. Jordan Poyer gets picked. That ball comes out to the 20. Then Josh Allen does what Josh Allen do, marches right down the field, ends up in a kneeling situation for the last play of the game to be a Tyler Bass 21-yard field goal. He buries that thing home from the left hash, absolutely slaughters it, almost leaves the screen. Very confident kick from Tyler Bass and very confident Buffalo Bills team who bounces back after that Dolphins loss in which Josh Allen's penis got grabbed and kicked yep. in the middle of with the way they lost that. I enjoy watching those two guys play football. Yeah. Lamar and Josh. Fun. There's an exact thing what we were talking about with the Chiefs. Yeah, when you're watching the Colts, it's like this fucking team stinks. Mm -hmm. Lamar can make a play out of nothing. Wasn't able to on that fourth and goal from the four, but then Josh Allen answers in it all. It's like the talent in the AFC is so good. Yeah. We're going to dive into this this week. But I think there's only a few teams that can go on to win a Super Bowl in the AFC. And I think there's the same amount of teams in the NFC that can go on to win a Super Bowl, but there isn't as many 
good teams in the NFC. Sure. Right. The AFC is heavier, I think. But at the top, I think there's only a couple that are able to go on a run for how many weapons they have and the quarterback they have playing. And Josh Allen is certainly one of them, and we have to remember that. Even after that Miami game or the first half, Josh Allen is able to make plays as a running back. Josh Allen is able to make plays as a thrower. He's able to be a cerebral quarterback when needed to be. He's a crafty quarterback when he needs to be. This dude is fucking awesome to watch. And... Uh, we, we have to pay our respects to yeah, you, Josh. Yeah, 100%. I feel like these two, Lamar and Josh, have to do more for their teams than almost any other quarterbacks. And they do literally everything. Now, the Ravens don't have as many weapons as the Bills and Josh. Which Allen is do. why I don't think the Ravens can go in a Super Bowl. But, I don't want to give away the lead for like a later this week conversation. But I think, to my point earlier, I think you got to have a shit ton of weapons mm-hmm. yeah. to go win a Super Bowl. And I think Josh Allen has them. He, like, do, he does, I think but they he have has no them. running game. He, he is their entire running game. And then he's obviously their passing game as a quarterback. But he does – those two do more for the teams than almost any other quarterback. Bro, Josh is so tall. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that dude who's a Ravens fan, that video you sent him was fucking perfect about Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I forget his name. In, Stavros something. Yeah, Stavros. Like Halkias? There I think we have it. Stavros Halkias, Stavi baby, Ronnie Ravens. <laughs> Ronnie's Ravens recap following a tough loss to the Bills. Is this what Baltimore people are like? Do we have this video? Is this a video or is this just a tweet? Is this what Baltimore people are like? I fucking hope so. Yeah. If, if this is what the standard Raven fan is, it leads back to me talking about how cool it is to play in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Place is loud, place, place is obnoxious. Is this guy the owner of Jimmy's Seafood? Or? Uh, let's run it out. Looks like it him. might make sense after you hear this guy. A fucking terrible fucking law show. <laughs> the Ravens fucking suck. Our defense sucks. Hardball fucking sucks. And plus, the Bills was fucking cheating. Josh Allen, how the fuck are you going to have a big, white, tall quarterback that can throw the ball but also runs? <laughs> That's just not fucking allowed, yo. That's too many fucking things. The league was fucking against us. That challenge, Lamar had the fucking first down. And fucking, he played pretty good. But I got to say, the most important thing that happened today was the Schittsburg Squillers oh. lost to the fucking Jets. Whoa. Thanks to the leadership of Joe Flacco off the bench. <laughs> Fuck Kenny only throws pickets. Ooh. Oh. <sighs> tough loss, though, yeah. Tough loss. This is the most fucked up thing that happened in Baltimore since my cousin got arrested for a DUI, even though he was only on pills. Jesus. How the fuck are you going to get drunk off pills, yo? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ronnie Stavos. Uh, I don't know if that's all Ravens fans, but I do appreciate the fact that there's a passionate fan base everywhere, and the Ravens maybe can go and run because they have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Right? Maybe. But if Lamar Jackson can't get it done... Then it seems like they're done. Lamar has a bad game. Baltimore has a bad game. Not saying Lamar had a, bu- a bad game yesterday. I'm just saying when you get to playoffs and when you get to championship games and Super Bowls, you got fucking really smart defensive coordinators and teams that are very good. That's why they're in the position that they're in. So who can out joust, outwit their opponent? Who can go on a Super Bowl run? I'm not sure the Baltimore Ravens are a team that can. Now, Will they be able to figure it out by the end of the season? Maybe. Their defense coordinator, Mike McDonald, yeah. I believe is his name, he went up to Michigan for a couple years and then came back, and now he's a defense coordinator after Wink Martindale and Harbaugh allegedly have differing views on mm-hmm. philosophies or something. He's now with the Giants, who are currently still, they have a winning record for yeah. the first time in forever. New defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald for the Ravens, has had an interesting start to this entire thing. Still trying to run the... Uh, 
the uh, exotic defense, yeah, sure. the amoebas, the, amoebas, mm -hmm. the uh, guy standing, being the Baltimore Ravens' unpredictable defense with dudes everywhere, rushing the passer, confusing the quarterback and everything like that. But we saw some footage from Darius Butler and everything DB in which he broke down the Baltimore Ravens against the Miami Dolphins, and he said that he asked a 10-year NFL vet in the uh, secondary, a 14-year NFL vet in the secondary, a coach a coach for 40 years, and he who played eight years in the NFL at corner, nickel, and safety in the secondary. Not one of them could guess what the coverage was that Baltimore was playing in the fourth quarter in a one-score game against Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins, in which Tyreek Hill ended up one-on-one -on -one with somebody for like a 65-yard touchdown, in which they said, oh, Tyreek, you left open. Well, the Ravens were playing a defense that nobody's ever seen before <laughs> in the secondary, and it's because of Mike McDonald probably trying to do his own thing. So everybody thought he was going to stop being, you know, cute and just get back to the basics against Josh Allen. I don't know. He held Josh Allen in the, for, to yeah. 23 points or whatever. Sure. That's a great stand, I think, against that Josh mm -hmm. Allen team. With a follow-up, though, with the no-moss decision for the score on them, do they not score on them? Yeah. How do you handle the drive? Like Mike McDonald thinking he was going to enjoy – that's Wink Martindale. Uh, Mike McDonald <laughs> thinking he was going to enjoy – like being an NFL defense coordinator in Baltimore because the freedom you're able to have as a defense coordinator, he has to think to himself, like, God damn, all right, we got Tyreek Hill just beat us in a coverage and everybody is wondering what it was. Now i got to figure out whether or not we're going to let Josh Allen just score so we can get the ball back. And if we do try to do it and one of our guys tries to tackle it, how come that guy wasn't on the same page as everybody else? It's like the Ravens are in Wild. an interesting fucking point. And it comes from a side of the ball in which I think Baltimore Ravens fans Ronnie's Ravens recap, mm -hmm. Stavos and everybody over there, yo, is thinking to himself, our defense has always been our defense. Now it's almost like the defense is like, uh, we have no fucking idea what we're going to get with that D, which is interesting. It's a new place for Baltimore. And I think it's almost worse because they're not just getting blown out. Like, they're, they're blowing great games from Lamar. They can't hold a lead. You know, I mean, that Dolphins game... What they were up thirty-five to three, and oh. you know, like oh, four tides, first player run. ever to have a seventy-five-yard rushing touchdown, pass touchdown. Exactly. So, like we talk about, you know, putting like you're putting a lot on Lamar's shoulders. It's like, hey, listen, we're, we need to score forty-two points for us to win today. And granted, they did play yes uh, better yesterday against Josh Allen, but like, it shit. If that's what their defense is going to be like this whole year, yeah, Lamar's going to have to throw for sixty touchdowns. And rush for twenty more. Otherwise, they're not going to be able. They're not going to be able to hold any leads. They're not going to be able to beat anybody. You have to wonder too, like, how much is Lamar going to hold this against? Right. Yeah. Like, at what point Lamar always does things right, but at what point is Lamar going to like check out? You think? Yeah. They got rid of his number one receiver. Like we're talking about them sure. not having enough weapons. They trade Hollywood Brown, and he's the only guy that Lamar's like had a great. He just you know, had a connection. big game. And he had a massive hit. game. Like absolutely, Mark Andrews is really good, and yeah. Rashad Bateman's in his second year, and he could be good. But they don't have that like number one outside the numbers. I'm just going to throw it up to the guy and see what happens. All right, let's move on. Eagles. Congrats to Josh Allen and Bills. Go, Josh. Congrats. Congrats to Jordan Porter for being on pace to have 17 interceptions. Yeah, Keep it up. And let's remember, if he doesn't, he sucks at football mm -hmm, sure. and right. should not get voted into the Pro Bowl again. That's no, right. No chance. Well said. Because he was all pro, mm -hmm. not good enough to make the Pro Bowl. No. no. It's an elite nope. group. And if he gets 16 picks this year, he's trash. Sorry. Yeah. 17, Okay. Maybe we'll get you a Pro Bowl. Yeah, Up and coming. Maybe. Backup Pro Bowler. He's a fucking dude, bro. Yeah. They're yeah. so good. Especially not having Micah Hyde uh -huh. out there. Yeah, now it's him. Yeah. Just him. 
Him and Mike have been playing together, what, six years or something? Yeah, ever since uh, he really started starting in Buffalo. Yeah, they're like the best safety tandem oh, in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Once they get Trey White back, too, if they have Micah as well. I mean, they're, they're absurd. They're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're good. They're good. They're good. Yeah. But if Jordan doesn't get 17 picks, the guy fucking stinks. No That's Pro right. Bowlers. Let's remember. <laughs> How's that happen? How's Makes that no happen? Sense. And then the Colts have eight Pro Bowlers. Mm-hmm. And they Makes fucking wonder. stink. Who's the coordinator for the Colts offense? And you said that Mr. Woods guy didn't play enough. Do you think maybe he missed Sunday Mass and that was held against him? There's a good chance. I don't want to say those two things, the coordinator and the head coach and the missing Sunday Mass is why he didn't play. I don't know if he missed Sunday Mass, but I'm pretty sure when the food was being blessed, he uh, he did not bow his head. He was texting. That's right. Wow. No wonder he didn't play. (laughs) Yeah, can't be doing that. I was so mad. Now, it, was I upset because I had him at plus 700 score a touchdown? Probably. Sure. Perhaps. Yes. But, but I hammered it as well because I thought the sports folks didn't fully understand that we don't have weapons. So <laughs> right. we yeah. find a weapon. Yeah. Okay, congrats to us. That's mm-hmm. what that means. It doesn't mean like, oh, a guy scores two touchdowns. Hey, that was an okay, pal. Yeah, All so right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need you. Get, you, get him the fuck off the field. A little disrespectful you chose to do that, by the way. Like, there's no reason. Let's get that guy on. And Mo Ali Cox, let's get that guy. Mm-hmm. And then if you have another tight end, I heard we got another tight end, fucking sweet. Let's yeah. get that guy. Put his yeah. ass in. Because we don't have a lot of weapons, so if we find weapons, let's use. Yeah. Let's figure out. Let's maybe get creative on the offensive side, which leads us back to this. Andy Reid's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an absolute <laughs> that, genius. That offense is awesome. The enemy, Nagy, Reid, uh, Patrick what? Mahomes. What? They had a fucking tight end take goddamn. Yep. You don't think Jelani Woods on a? You don't think Jelani Woods fall can forward. take a goddamn center and fall forward on a fourth and one? Or do you think maybe we just won't create something like this? I, how do you think Ballard feels? Who's finding these guys? And well. Ballard, I even think. What? I mean, last year you go, okay. No, no, let's not bury Ballard first. Let's I get back yeah. to that play right there, I think is when I tweeted. They're so fun. Yeah. Here's the idea, Pat. You actually got to act. Ah, you'll distract yeah. everybody, which works. Everybody's like, what the fuck's he talking about? This guy, nobody's ever heard of. Who is this guy? Is he on a team? Buccaneers aren't worried about number 83 for the Chiefs. They got 87 to worry about. They got 15 to worry about. They got Clyde Edwards to layer about. Mm-hmm. They don't have 83 on their scouting report. So when 83 is moving, uh, who gives a fuck? What's Pat talking about over here? Touchdown. Are you kidding me? What the hell? That's from the Chiefs. That's where a team was going to win the Super Bowl. They're able to be that creative and think ahead, and that's why they win. Yep. So whenever you watch your team and there's no creativity, you're allowed to say, hey, what? Mm-hmm. How, Andy Reid with that mustache over there, he's just, what, smarter than you? Is that what it is? Is he just much smarter than you? Yep. Or is it because he has more weapons than you and he has the ability to do everything? Is that what it is? Or do you think if Andy Reid had Jelani fucking Woods, <laughs> okay, on his team, Travis Kelsey's always open. Yeah. Uh-huh. Travis Kelsey is always open. Is he open because of the scheme or is he open because he's smarter than everybody? Feels like he's open because he's smarter than everybody. Always finds a hole. He and Patrick Mahomes on the same page. He broke Rob Gronkowski's record of cracking the top five for receiving yards for tight end in the history of the game. He doesn't look like he's slowing down. His mm. Podcast with his brother is fucking awesome. But if you think if Andy Reid had Jelani Woods on the team after scoring two touchdowns last week, he would not see the field basically the next week? No. Andy Reid would draw up plays for this guy to get open for something else. That just seems to be the trend for these teams. McVay, probably do the same damn thing. Aaron Rodgers, if a guy has success, probably going to find him. Tom Brady, if he likes a guy, he's going to find him. Like, how come that kid? I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm getting off on tangent. Titans look good. Okay. Yeah, amazing. Titans look good. I should talk about the Titans. 
because I do enjoy watching Derrick Henry run that fucking football. Yeah. I enjoy Vrabel celebrating with the boys on the sideline. He's a big son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Him lumbering down the sideline, he is a big fucking guy. Yeah. And they looked, uh, you know, they looked like they were maybe going to lose it at the end. That team seems to be a team that could potentially have a win in the playoffs. Not sure they can win in the uh, Super Bowl because they lose A.J. Brown. But I think, I think that team played very well against us yesterday. And that's why... I think I'm so upset. But the Colts b- bounce back on Thursday, a team lost to the Raiders, and that's Russell Wilson's dorsal fin football team. That's yeah, right. We'll see. Just because, you know, the Colts, like you've just said, they make a bunch of interesting decisions. And the Titans, they got blanked in the second half. I don't know how good they are either. But it just feels as though even, you know, when the Colts have some of these guys – like you're mentioning, Jelani Woods, the head coach or whoever's calling the plays or making the script just doesn't want to give him the ball. And when you do have your MVP and you give him the ball, the guys blocking for him don't really do their job either. It just doesn't make team any stinks, sense. Dude. Yeah. And yeah. like, I like all the dudes on the team. Okay, good I'm people. Sure, I'm sure. sure you're all good guys. They are. Actually, everybody I've met that, that's been on the team <laughs> yeah. has been good people. Mm-hmm. Right. Something, they stink. Something, yeah. something, there's something. I don't know. What, there's something. They beat the Chiefs, though. And we're talking about they the did. Chiefs. Yeah, they did. They are able to beat the Chiefs a week ago. But that just doesn't look like a team that's going to win a Super Bowl. You know, that, that doesn't playoffs. look like a team, let alone make the playoffs. But if you watch your team and you lose the hope that this team's going to go and win a Super yeah. Bowl at any point. Tough to care. It's tough. It's going for it. It's tough. And yesterday I saw a lot of plays that were like, I don't know how many weeks the season has left. I guess there's 13 games left. I wish there was about 20 because we got a lot of shit to figure out. I'm not sure we're going to be able to do it. Also, definitely not calling for his job or saying like whoa, Frank whoa, whoa. Reich needs to be whoa. fired. But knowing what we know about Ursay, and this is kind of just the, the same story with the Colts, and it has been for the last several years. We hear about how good the roster is, how many pro bowlers they have. At what point do you just kind of have to cut your losses and be like, hey – we need to try something new. Maybe, know. you know, I, I mean, know. it's it's too late, right? Uh, well, speaking of being too late, um, well, it's too late. Well, they tied their ship to an anchor. Like, they did it with Carl Wentz, and oh. they had to trade him, and some oh. team was dumb enough to take the entire contract. Oh. Nobody oh. is taking Matt Ryan's contract. There's no way. Like, that's their guy. We and actually he, said that when he was at the Falcons. Yeah. True. <laughs> we, 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 yeah. we said they were like, you know what? We just tried this with Carl Wentz. Let's find a guy who's more money and older, and let's go with him and see if it works. And it did it. Hey, they might be able to figure it out. Long season, like, right. boys. Long season. Good luck. A long season's going to become quicker, though. Mm-hmm. We only got 14 NFL Sundays left. Let's remember that. Oh, jeez. All right. Let's fucking remember that. Oh, no. uh, the Arizona Cardinals get a massive win over the Panthers on the road. If you do recall a couple years ago, the Cardinals went to the Panthers and lost. Yep. And it was actually the beginning of their downfall on the entire season. Now, that was a vastly different Carolina Panther team then than it is now, but it felt like a similar situation. If the Cardinals go over to Carolina, Carolina trying to find something at some point, who knows how they'll figure it out. Is Baker with another week going to do it? And are the Cardinals going to – you know, expose the fact that they're still the same old fucking Cardinals. Instead, Kyler Murray's doing an interview afterwards in which he's happy, he's fucking excited. Hollywood Brown has big-time production. J.J. Watt says, there's a report coming out about me today. Let me clarify some things. Yes, my heart stopped. Yes, they had to restart it. Yes, that was yesterday. Is my heart beating? Yes, I'm playing today. Yeah. End of story. 
Basically. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. JJ Watt put out a tweet. I was just told somebody leaked some personal information about me. It's going to be reported on today. I went into AFib on Wednesday. AFib means that your heart is beating at an awkward level. People have had to go into surgeries for this type of thing. Mm-hmm. People have potentially died oh, yeah. because of AFib. Had my heart shocked back into rhythm. Clear! Bam! <laughs> on Thursday, I'm playing today. That's it. Stop asking fucking questions. And the person that's reporting this, yeah, I almost died. Okay. So? It's fucking football, dude. He gave this interview after the game with the Arizona Cardinals and after the win against the Carolina Panthers. And this is what J.J. Watt said about his situation, about the game, with his heart fucking stopped working accurately on a Wednesday, him playing on a Sunday. It was, uh, it was just weird. Just weird. I have a baby on the way. Damn. Save the game with that tip pass. Yeah. Yeah. Boys played good today. I don't I don't I don't want to take away from from the great game. The boys played a great game. I'm thankful to be out there with them. Um, that's honestly part of the reason I'm upset that it leaked because I don't want to take away from these guys and what they did. Um, it was a great great game. We needed it. We needed to go on the road. We needed to put together a good performance and uh they did. I'm very proud of him. Zach Allen played unbelievable today. Uh, I think he deserves a ton of credit. He's been having a great year, and uh, he played great today. Yeah, I mean, A, you don't really have any other choice, you know. I mean, it's it's tough. My wife was by my side the whole time, um, so that helped a lot. Um, and then just, I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I've been playing this game my whole life. Um, you know, they, they, they said I was fine. So once, the, once my heart was reset, they said, you're fine if you feel comfortable. I mean, I'd probably be more uncomfortable sitting on my couch at home, you know. This is just, this is what I know. Right or wrong, maybe that's messed up. Um, but if I was sitting at home watching the boys play and knowing that they said I was perfectly fine to play, I would have felt weird. So I just did what I we need to get him a better couch, it sounds like. He would have been uncomfortable mm-hmm. at home watching on a couch. But I do love that he said, the doctor said, my heart's doing what it was doing on Tuesday. Changed on Wednesday. We had one bad day with the thing that controls your entire body and keeps you alive. So, is it weird? I don't know, maybe. You ever play football before? Fuck off. That's what I thought. I love J.J. Watt. I think he's been a great addition to the Cardinals. Remember, the Cardinals are looking for what? Some stability, mm-hmm. some... Uh, some consistency. Right. I think is all we're looking out of the Arizona Cardinals. They do not have D-Hop still. Number one weapon for their team by far. Thought we are going to be able to get him for the college football prime time with our dumb show on ESPN2, which happened this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Who knows how it did? Honestly, we no have idea. no idea. We'll, find, we'll out. find out. Ratings could be terrible. Have no idea still to this day if it was good or not. He was potentially going to join us. Could not get a hold of him. Was intrigued to ask him what he's been up to, how he's been training, how he's been staying in the books. Because he's not allowed to have any contact with the team when he comes back you gotta assume they're only gonna get better winning on the road like this especially in this situation here with JJ looking to get a little bit of emotional because he thought maybe he was gonna die on Wednesday yeah. maybe or Thursday there uh, with a baby on the way that's the only reason why you would say that is am I gonna miss something uh, it seemed like and then Asshole reporter says, own oh, tip pass or the Save baby? the game yeah. with the tip pass. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. All right, man. All right. Appreciate you, Good dude. question. Seems like that's what JJ's dialed into. But I like that Cardinals team. I like that they get a big win. But can we trust them on the long haul? No. I have no idea. I think, Still. 
I think it's the same deal with the Ravens. You just look at them and it's like, yeah, they have some pieces and they can be electric when they act. They all turn things on. I just don't think that's a team that can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to Kyler, right? Because they have Ertz yeah. and Hollywood Brown and maybe Rondell Moore, and then you add DeAndre Hopkins with James Conner. Like, in the weapons conversation, mm-hmm. they might have it. And defensively, they got Buda Baker and J.J. Watt. But right. Right. like we saw what happened with Kyler in the playoffs against the Rams. Like, he damn near didn't go out for their final <laughs> drive because he was so tuned out of the game. Yeah. How do we keep Kyler invested? Yeah. They paid him a bunch of money. Yeah. Took a clause out of the contract. Mm-hmm. Double XP. No, no, that came out. They won. Yeah. No, I'm they saying said. you got to tell them, hey, you play well in this game. We'll give you double XP for your game. So Ooh. double XP is two times the points? Correct. Yeah. They'll call Call of Duty and say, hey, double XP weekend the week after the Super Bowl. Okay? How's you that win, we'll quadruple yeah. XP. Boom. Just for you. And we'll make oh. it two weeks. Would that be a thing? Yeah. I think the Cardinals would. So what? No, no. I'm saying like in. Obviously, I'm not asking about the Cardinals. I'm asking about is quadruple points. That will never do. It happens. That's what I mean. I think the Cardinals could call Call of Duty and get that done for Kyler. Okay, so it's never happened. Obviously, I know. I don't know what a fucking two XP means. Never happened before. No, not 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 at all. No. Random weekends, they will open it up to be double XP. And that's for everybody? Yes. Yeah. So then isn't it the same points then? If yeah. it's double X for everybody, then it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Pretty but much. Like, you get to like rank up faster. Unless you got to go to CCD that weekend and you miss out, then you're pissed. Or you got to go to your football game. Yeah. Well, it's only if you play for the Colts, though. So CCD, I don't know if everybody else had this. In Plum, it's uh, Christian, Christian. Day. Class. Yeah. <laughs> Christian school. Christian, Christian day. <laughs> yeah. That is what it's Basically, for. anyone who practiced the Catholic religion had it. Everybody in Plum. Unless you went to a Catholic school. They all felt obligated to send their kids to it. I was, I was even forced to go to it for a oh, couple did you? years. Yeah, did. What did I? I you mean, a lot? It's a good time. No, I learned that there was people that weren't from my area of Plum. I think that was the first <laughs> time we get to interact with people that aren't from our area. Anyways, yeah. CCD <laughs> on Saturdays, cartoons, things mm-hmm. like that. I so you you fight other people though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. on uh, for Call of Duty. Yes. Yeah. So two x the points for everybody means same points for everybody. Well, yeah, like the more kills you get, then you know he has a couple good games. So you the points do matter. You for rank your, up faster. You unlock guns yeah, and stuff like, like more that. More kills, more captures. Okay, got you. That's so why you got to binge play that weekend to get the double points. That's yeah. why he's not watching film. So if the Cardinals were to tell the Call of Duty people. To fucking chill out. Yes. Stop tempting our guy. Exactly. Okay? This is like bringing a goddamn strip club into a guy's. <laughs> Boom. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So the Cardinals should be calling the Activision. EA Activision. Yep. Not EA Sport. No. EA Sports in the game. Yeah, that's right. Activision is let's kill people on the internet, get a lot of points, and we can only do it for these two days oh, at yeah. the rate that we're doing yep. it. Exactly. Bingo. And if they... Somehow call Activision, and they give Kyler like time six. Then he won't have to be worried about him missing, missing the first yeah. three the double XP. Exactly, because those are dropped out of nowhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. boom. Hey, guess what, guys? Double XP this weekend. Everybody stops what they're doing, <laughs> which is perhaps watching film or preparing for a game, and they go online and they kill a million people. So we're thinking this didn't definitely happen, but we're thinking potentially happen. Mm-hmm. Two XP weekend comes out of nowhere. Boom. Mm-hmm. Friday after practice. Kyler Murray's like, well, 
was supposed to go on a date or do something, but instead got to run these points up. Saturday has to go to the walkthrough. At walkthrough, talks to everybody about what they're experiencing with their 2XP. He goes back after walkthrough on Saturday. He's then playing that thing until 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah, at least. So he's just tired. We just got to make sure he falls asleep on time. Yes. We just need Kyler to take a little Kyler snooze. Do you dream of sniping dudes? We're throwing touchdowns on Sunday. That's the problem, though. We need them to let Kyler take a Kyler snooze. Yes. You do get double XP from Mountain Dew caps, so we can assume that (laughs) he's crushing Dew, crushing Doritos. So I don't even know if he could sleep if he wanted to. So we, I, I did not know enough about the double weapon XP and the double tiers and the double XP that we've just put up here uh-huh. before this conversation. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like the double XP is just a gateway into the lifestyle that you yeah. live during that weekend. Yeah. yeah. So it's not necessarily the games that he's playing, although probably too many for an NFL quarterback to stay focused on a game. He can juggle a lot, though. He got drafted top ten baseball and football. He's diff- He's not. We are not the same. He is a He's Martian. A Martian. Yeah, thing, okay, right. that is, I need to act like that. I think the issue is he doesn't get to sleep ever. Sure. And it's tough to play quarterback in the NFL if you sleep zero hours the night before. Yeah. But what is he supposed to do? Because everybody else is getting that, what, six, seven, eight hours exactly. of double weapons XP in, and he's not getting any amount in dues. Yeah. So if Activision could just give him at his standard rate as if he was playing – give him the same amount of points as he would normally get on one of those weekends so he can take a Kyler snooze, yeah. mm-hmm. then we really have both worlds coming together in beautiful fashion. Yeah, he's trying to upgrade his 50 cal, and you can only do that by killing people. What if the Cardinals maybe, instead of you know giving him this kind of times four – you know, weekend. What if they had it so every time he watched a play on film, they Ooh. had someone go and play a game on his, you know, player, and he got the XP by watching film. So I thought about doing that for like my degree. I was just going to hire somebody smart, bingo, just to do it. Yes, at WVU or uh, I think I could have become a doctor somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, just had somebody live in the house. Yeah. How do we do that? University All right, fucking tighten up, dude. Need to, <laughs> need to be magna cum laude. <laughs> How about Christian Wilkins? Yeah. Guy was a nerd Heisman. Yeah. yeah. Pretty wild. I learned that going in. He was great conversation, great energy, good dude. Got to meet him. Didn't bring up the hee no. Kind of soft there. Should have brought up. He was a nice guy. Though. I like that he wore those nice pants, though, because he was like, I ain't, I ain't doing a split. Well, it was, we were at Appalachian State, and the entire crowd sing a song. Sing a song. As soon as Luke Combs' face was shut. <laughs> sing a song. Dance, pop it. <laughs> you know, and yeah. then for a Christian, it was do a split. Do a split. This was awesome. I was like, are you going to be babyface or you? Better do it. What are you going to do, pal? They weren't as deep early. I know, so the I amount of people that. that were there, not as deep early. And I hadn't turned around in probably like an hour or so. And um, I do the NC State promo, which backfired. Clemson. I'm never doing that again, okay? That's on me. I'm learning. Yeah, you got to howl. And I got to howl in the yeah, middle of it. was a great moment. It was a whole, I mean, it was really, it was good. Tony Gibson literally walked into my high school to offer me a scholarship to West Virginia, changed my entire life. You know, he's their defense coordinator. They had been great. Clemson also feels like they found something. Yeah. yeah. Team. And they were all, when they had to put a team away, they put the team away. Very boring football in that fourth mm-hmm. quarter. For sure. Yeah. Agonizingly boring football in that fourth quarter. 
Took five hours, it felt like, for that yeah. fourth quarter. Learned a lot about Clemson, though. But whenever I did the whole NC State thing, and then Christian Wilkins did what he did, and I turned around, I literally went like, in my head, I'm like, oh, shit. It, that was uh -huh. the deepest. Yeah, where'd this come from? It was huge. Massive. That almost looked like the, um, you know, that DMX comes hopping uh -huh. out. Oh, yeah. Glastonbury. When he did the entire, yeah. it, it felt like that from the stage where I was at. It was just like the top of people's heads forever. I'm like, God, this is why they're talking about Death Valley being different. It was awesome down there. Feels like it's like Clemson's like, game day's always here. We'll show up a little later. I mean, we'll support, but we'll get there a little later. So I was wondering about that. I'm like, hey, we went to App State. People were camping out the night before and everything like this with a potential hurricane. And you guys have been here before. Hadn't been there since 2016 or whatever, though, mm -hmm. which is a long time. Yeah. What did they think was going to happen? They showed up in a big way. We're going to Kansas this weekend. Here we go. Let's go. Never goes there. There'll be ne people camping never. out. First time. I'm, I'm excited to get there. Yeah. I'm very pumped to get there. All right. Hour two will be on the other side. Uh, thank you for watching our college football prime time. Yeah. It's fun. Tone was going to be a surprise. He was going to yeah. be a surprise guest. Hell yeah. Wasn't able to make it happen, but we're <laughs> thankful that you're here mm -hmm. today, Diggs. You have been. You've been missed, buddy. I hope you know that. And have you, you guys back, were missed. Tony. It's great to be back. Thank you, Father Hell Tony. Yeah. Congrats on back. Congrats, Tony. Tony. Now, football! It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Football is glorious, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yep. Football is fantastic, isn't it? Wow. Yep. Football mm -hmm. is all there really is to talk about because whenever football is being played, the world seems to... Stop. Yesterday, I believe at one time, I took a look at the Twitter timeline, and there was like 15 NFL things, and then put the mask back on. Was what? Yeah, what was that this poor kid. This poor guy. His name was Dream. I guess he's always been a masked up dude. I think he's like Marshmallow or something. Always okay. has a mask on. I do not know Dream personally, but I do know it was a big day. Put the mask back on, was trending alongside. I, damn, he's ugly, I believe. Jeez. Wow. I would like to let Dream know. I thought you were a handsome dude, pal. Good jawline. Guy can keep the mask off. Fuck it. Mask off, dude. Do whatever you got to do. But nonetheless, the NFL runs shit. I can't wait to see what the ratings will be for last night's Patrick Mahomes-Tom Brady battle in which we saw Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs all the way back. Aaron Rodgers put on a show against the New England Patriots. He even gave us some free football. Yeah. A little overtime dub with Mason Crosby hitting a bomb. The Buffalo Bills came all the way back mm -hmm. with Tyler Bass hitting a bomb. Young Way Koo wins a game for the Atlanta Falcons whenever the Atlanta Falcons only had seven completions <laughs> yesterday. The Atlanta Falcons have been using an incredible run game which we learned from In the Trenches with A.Q. Shipley mm -hmm. last week. Joining us now, not only is it the Toxic Table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt, not only back off of paternity leave, the legend that is Tone Diggs. Welcome back to Hammer Don 2. Can't wait to watch you host it from this beautiful stage with this thing behind you and all the right. bets that you're going to give out. It seems like Tone, now the last time Tone left this office for an extended period of time, it was because mm -hmm. he got one niner. That's right. That's right. Yeah. One niner came through. And beat the dog shit out of Tone Dale. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, he was in a cave, mm -hmm. literally sleeping, waking up, going through his sports book. He became one of the greatest gamblers of all time. Mm -hmm. sure. That is why Hammer Don was created a daily gambling show because we wanted to exploit and expose and let people know that this brain is a good gambling mm -hmm. one. He and Gumpy and Mid and Bruce and Nick at times, I believe Nick's still on there, I'm not 100% sure, Hockey would season. go into every single day giving out winners and they went on like a 14, 15 month heater. Yeah. Oh, yeah? A lot of money. Now, Diggs misses two weeks because he's taking care of a new human. Mm -hmm. sure. He's taking care of a beautiful baby. Congratulations, Thank you. Thank you. Congrats, on baby. Congrats, Tony. 
Did you get a chance to look at the books at all in between the baby runs and the sleeps, or were you too busy the last two weeks? You're going to be off your game, and should we know that watching Hammer Down tonight? Not a ton uh, of looking at the books, but, I mean, it's like riding a bike. Just jump right back into it. I mean, like yesterday, I was the Jim Cantori of sports betting, so it's not a big deal. Tone hit like a plus 11,000. Yeah, he did. The under parlay. Tone watches these morning kickoff shows, so he was holding that beautiful baby uh, girl like this. Right. Pour it down. Maybe she napped for 15, 20 minutes. Right. And he turned on one of the kickoff shows. I don't know which one you watch, NFL Network? Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. That's probably the one. you. I think that's the one we all watch because they get the most access to all the fields. And it was during the London game, so it was definitely with Kurt Warner and that one. Yeah, so you're watching. <laughs> sure. Sanchez was on a call with uh, – with, uh, Some comedian. No. Oh, funny guy. No, Tony, it yeah. wasn't a comedian. <laughs> it wasn't? No. It was Seth Rogen. They didn't have some local comedian come on? No, I no. don't think so. I was on Good Morning Football, I think you're thinking of. Finn, you're talking about Finn Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, people were definitely talking about the coverage of that, but normally that would be like Rich Eisen and the whole crew would be over there. Sanchez, great call. He looked good. There you go, Marky. Yeah. You see how good he looked? Oh, my uh -huh. God. But they did do a little cut into the Eagles oh. Stadium or whatever. And Swamp. Like, hey, it is terrible weather. Uh -huh. And I tried to do the Tone Diggs bet. I want under with uh, Christian. I want under with the score and under with Jalen Hurts' pass yards. Score obviously didn't hit. Yep. I was a half yard off on fucking Christian or whatever. But you ended up hitting a plus 11,000 mm -hmm. under bet because you didn't take the total of score. You had uh, – is this the – yeah, because you compounded it. You did a, par a parlay plus or whatever. Yeah. With Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, and Buffalo because the weather that was over there as well. You are a genius when it comes to gambling, pal. I, I told the story before. Last year when it was uh, Bills Patriots and it was a thousand mile an hour win and everything like that, I didn't put it a parlay like this. Someone did and they won 30,000. I said, I will always, always, always take a chance on something like this when there's weather like that, no matter what. So that is why those kickoff shows are, they do have, I'm not talking like there's no other ups. There's a lot of ups. Let's yeah, of course. You get to see Michael Irvin on TV. You fucking watch Michael yes, Irvin on TV. That's right. Kurt Warner, you get to see him. You let him. You, they're, Rachel Benetta and Cynthia Freeland um, have incredible stats and analytics yeah, on there. Mooch. But a Mooch is unbelievable. <laughs> Colleen Wolf does a fantastic job. Rich Eisen does a great job. So <laughs> I'm saying that there, as somebody that enjoys watching the show as a program as a whole, I like watching how they piece it together, what they choose to put where. Like, I'm watching it from a different perspective. But there's people that bury these kickoff shows. Oh, yeah. Wow. They're like, oh, they're all the same. They're all the same. I think the NFL Network one does great. NFL Sunday Countdown on ESPN uh, with our guy Hasselbeck. I yep. watch that every once in a while. I'll bounce over there whenever it's on break. But I think I like the NFL Network one because they do. They hit the they, they, they hit the stadiums as much as possible. There's a lot of vital information we can mm -hmm. get from that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Joining us now is a man who has vital information on a situation we need to talk about. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, he's college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. A.J., thank you for making the trip for primetime on Saturday. Thank you for making the trip on Friday in here. You're the fucking man, dude, honestly. Thank you, A.J. It was fun, man. I don't know, I don't know what you guys think, but yeah, Saturday night was a, a good time. Yeah, we have no idea how successful it'll be, though. Like, this is the first time <laughs> we're being judged in a different fashion, and we did not I don't think we marketed it much, you know, because I don't think we knew how it was going to go. I feel good going into the next one. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've learned from this first one. We had no idea very much a roll of the dice. Going into the next one, I think we're going to try to make it even grander and bigger. Ooh. And I'm, uh, I'm very excited for it. Now, we're going to end up losing money from this whole thing because we're going to give away <laughs> a bunch. I think we're giving away like $280,000 or so, $250,000. Damn. Like that. So That's congrats awesome. to the teams congrats. for fucking kicking ass. 
and the boys doing their thing. So CFO Phil doesn't necessarily love the way we're doing our mega cast sure. versus how everybody else is doing theirs, but I think <laughs> it's a good thing. I think it's the right way to watch a game. And to be honest, I think it's keeping us all invested mm -hmm. as much yeah. and even more. AJ, Aaron, after the game, did a little talk about how he doesn't think we can continue to win games. We play like we played today. You know, didn't play good enough on offense early, put a lot of pressure on the defense. Sustainable drives weren't really hard to come by. The D, uh, Bailey Zappi was able to make some plays. Is Aaron all right? Are we okay? That's a big time win over New England Patriots in their three and one first week. Everybody thought they were going to stink. Is Aaron all right? If you talk to him, he looked really cool in that hoodie after the game, AJ. I have not uh, spoken with him since the game, but um, I don't know. I don't know where they're at. I think, I don't know if you guys can hear me. I'm echoing directly back at me. I don't know if it's coming across the feed. Hopefully not. No, you sound good. Sound okay, good. good. That's good. That's all that matters. But uh, why? The standard is the standard. You know that. No, the we, standard is it is this high. He has said that. So, yeah, we won the game, but it shouldn't have gone to overtime probably. All right, let's call you back so you don't have the echo to deal with because, you know, it. we do care that you yeah. are having a terrible experience. Well, the only thing that matters is how you guys sound. No, it's not, AJ. It's about you too, Come AJ. On, Come on, AJ. Come on, AJ. All right, we'll call me back. I'll right, we'll call you back. <laughs> That's a terrible experience, though, whenever your voice uh -huh. just bounces right back yeah. at you. Oh, yeah. But I think the Packers are very interesting because you can see where Dobbs is going. Yep. Feels like you can see where he's going. Mm -hmm. Get so in there. Cobb is making massive plays. If Cobb can become the reliable third down option Bingo. that I think, you know, Aaron probably would like to have, be comfortable having. I assume that he was waiting to see who was going to be the person. Because it's somebody that he knows very well and likes very well and they know each other inside and out, Aaron and he can have different conversations than Aaron can have with the brand new guys that he doesn't have a relationship with. I'm not talking about obviously just at an IQ level, like, hey, when they run this, remember, we used to do this. That is a massive benefit. But I assume there's some times where he's like, hey, Cobb, can't fucking, you know, like, right. can actually, like, and Cobb can be like, hey, there's nothing I can fucking do that, like, that type of knowing each other is such a weapon. And Cobb looks, Cobb looks like very good right mm -hmm. now. You're obviously have seen Cobb play more football than me because you're a Packers fan. He looked fucking very good, right? And oh, he yeah. seems to be all the way back. They're talking about how he's lost weight, how he seems to be faster and everything. It's like, all right, uh, I test. I think I'm seeing the same damn thing. Yeah, sure. I said that to my brothers uh, last week watching. It's like, this looks like Randall Cobb from five years ago. Like, he looks faster. The balls he's catching, they're – there's nobody around him. Like, he's getting wide open. I think, to your point, when Rodgers isn't really, I don't want to say not on the same page, but doesn't have the same trust in these guys, maybe he hesitates just a little bit more. He doesn't have to do that with Cobb at all. So it's like, hey, third and four, third and six, third and eight, need to have it. There's no hesitation. He knows exactly where he's going. He's going to Cobb, and he knows that Cobb's going to catch it. I think this Packers team, at least early at this point, gives me the same type of feel the 2019 Packers had where they went to the NFC Championship and eventually got blown out by the 49ers. But it's like, they're going to win a lot of games, but they might be winning ugly, and a lot of them are going to be close. But it early on, you know, it's not uh, the COVID year where Rodgers won MVP and they were kind of just dusting everybody. Like, I think a lot of these games it's going to be very close and it's going to come down to the last possession where they need to score, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. I'm, I'm kind of getting that read at least early here. Uh, joining us again, AJ Hawk. We'll hear what his thoughts are on this. AJ, it feels like if Randall Cobb, welcome back. How do you sound? You sound good? Oh uh, yeah. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. look at go. us. Huh. Huh. It's not working. What? Oh, I see. No, it's all right. I love oh. adversity. 
comes right back at me really loud. I get to hear myself a couple times. <laughs> times, ah. times, times. Is that happening with our voices? <laughs> no, not to me. It's all right. Our voice is good. This is good, good actually. Yeah. I, I like it. But no, what you're saying about Aaron, don't you think it's good that the Packers have right. to learn how to win many different ways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, 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 think that, 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 that certainly. Am I echoing to you? What? 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 Huh? Is everything okay? Okay. okay? okay. I watched a guy once during the broadcast freak out when this was happening to us calling a game. <laughs> to us? Calling uh. a game. <laughs> Who was it? Was it, uh, was it anybody that we know or no? A great broadcaster. No, good guy. I've done games with many different people, but people, yeah, people. he was a bit yeah. perturbed. Perturbed, perturbed. <laughs> so, like, uh, I, I agree, though. I, I think you do have to lean on situations earlier in the season, later in the season. So whenever you take on somebody that's maybe getting rid of everybody and it's just an A.J. Dillon game, it's like, all right, remember, we were able to do this in week six or week seven. We had to do this whenever they took it out. We get a win. We move on. Like, the games and everything that we're talking about are the games that matter at the end of the season. When everybody overreacts on a Monday to a Sunday thing, it's because of what they think can happen later in the year. If you're losing your mind, it's because you watch something on Sunday that makes you go, oh, this team fucking sucks. And if you watch something that was great on Monday, you lose your mind because it's like, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers being able to have to learn what team they are, how they are, how they can win, how they can't win, I think is definitely crucial in this growing phase that they're in with this new brand new nucleus on the offensive side. Now, we talked about this a little bit moments ago while we were trying to fix your phone, 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 because the echo, echo, echo that was happening. But Randall Cobb, he and Aaron Rodgers have a relationship in which they can talk to each other, not just at a football level on the field with, hey, you remember when we did this as opposed to this five, ten years ago, whatever it is. They can have that. But also, like, Aaron and Cobb can be like, hey, fucking need this. Remember when we did that as opposed to having to do that with a young guy? If Cobb can continue to be the safety blanket on third downs, Look out. I know it wasn't a blowout of the New England Patriots and Bailey Zappi was playing as their third stringer and everything like that. It's still a Belichick-led fucking defense, though. And they were still able to make plays whenever they had to. I think this is good news going forward for them, AJ. I mean, yeah, I get it. But any win is good news in the NFL. It really is. So how terrible would you feel if they lost that game? If the Patriots come into Lambeau and beat you, what yeah, are you going to do? Big time. I mean, that's what, you know. As World is upside down this morning. For sure, because you have all these high expectations. And, again, that's what I was kind of trying to remind myself while I'm watching the game. Like, And we talked about it on Friday. Like, the Pats aren't going to get blown out. This is Bill Belichick. But then Hoyer gets hurt, and you have a third-string guy who is playing in his first game action. It's like, we can't fucking lose to these guys. I get it's Belichick. I get it's the Patriots. We can't fucking lose to Bailey Zappi. Patriots are going to be a tough out for everybody. I yeah. mean, just because they they got Bill Belichick over there. Did you yep. see? I noticed it on the Patriots staff. I should have noticed on everybody. Big initiative is the flags. If guys wanted to wear the flags to showcase the diversity. You like, you like Patricia out there? With the Paisano right yeah. there on the, on the front there. Do you see the yeah, – are other teams doing it or what? Yeah. So I guess it. other teams are doing it. I, did, I only saw it on the Patriots. And now I was at the Colts game, and then I was watching other games on the phone while I was driving home in the traffic, obviously, not wide open roads. I'm 10 and 2, eyes on the road at all times. Right. But I hadn't seen it. And it is a new thing this year where the NFL is doing it and uh, players and coaches had the opportunity to do so. I'd assume Belichick is going to use it as some team building thing. Uh, the opportunity to do it. It's a history lesson too. Probably oh, like yeah. the whole team a history lesson of America. Yeah, and we learned about Bill's dad. We learned about Bill's dad, yeah. Steve, who has the current 
and reigning longest yards per punt return average in NFL history with a 47-yard punt return for the Detroit Lions or something like that when he started as an equipment manager and he worked his way onto the fucking team. He, uh, that's Dog. Steve Belichick's story. Then he goes to serve in the war. Mm -hmm. Then he comes back, starts coaching in Navy, and then obviously Bill Belichick is created. So that's nice to kind of learn about. But, yeah, I enjoyed the flags thing. I enjoy that a lot. Is this just a one-month deal? Yeah, you usually think, have like a month worth of things. I think it's two weeks. I don't know. I tried to read about it. I, I Googled it. I think it's like a two-week thing. The NFL November is the pink month, right, Where for, for cancer and everything? Normally October, right? Yeah, yeah I thought they changed it. Yeah. Who changes I don't it? Know. Don't the good old the NFL changes when Breast Cancer Awareness Month is? That's awesome. No, I have no idea. Could you imagine Goodell going into that oversight committee and they go, Mr. Goodell, do you think this is a proper usage of taxpayers' money? Now he was actually asked that, by the way. That was an actual question from Congress to Roger Goodell. And Roger said, well, I don't know if that's a question for me. He did his whole Roger Goodell thing because he's a better politician than fucking any of the politicians that are talking in there. But what if he would have taken that time to be like, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but a good usage of the taxpayer money would be if we could move the entire Breast Cancer Awareness Month to November. Oh. October, we have some ideas. You know, we like to do the pink cleats thing. We're wondering if you'd kind of do that. What if Goodell is in charge of moving Breast Cancer Awareness Month? I don't think so. I feel like it's still October. I liked when the uh, NFL started doing that, though. As somebody in, who has had numerous family members suffer from that and obviously close circle, it's like, not a bad Most everybody. Like yeah. everybody has been touched by cancer somewhere in their life. Yeah, breast cancer, though, as its own yeah. individual thing, too. Like, I, I, I'm all about whenever you have a massive platform, giving people a heads up that they should maybe go get a, a check. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Like, hey, here's a quick reminder while you're watching this. Maybe you should go see if something's wrong. You may, you've been coughing a little differently. You've been acting a little different. Maybe you should go to the doctor and check up. Then it leads to a whole, oh, it must be nice to be able to go to the doctor for free if you have it. And then it's a whole, obviously, everything crumbles within itself because that's how the world is. But I do like when the NFL does stuff like this because I think it's a, it's a good reminder for people to learn a little bit about something. They didn't get rid of breast cancer awareness. They just changed it to a bunch of different colors to include all cancer awareness. Yeah, that's what Okay, it so there it is. Okay. Do you know what happened? What? Which is good. They were raising money for all cancer awarenesses. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Oh, yeah. There were other cancer mm -hmm. foundations that were pissed mm -hmm. about the breast cancer only having a stranglehold on the NFL's month of October. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you don't think? You don't care about Oh, brain cancer's cancer is not important. Oh, you don't think? Huh. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. The yeah. NFL doesn't sure. think. Yeah. Colon cancer is hmm. a thing at all. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. hey, 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 well, that's what you want. Your decision. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Pancreatic. But if you market all cancers, are you any of them? Yeah. Huh. That's are a good you point. Too pro cancer. Hmm. Are you no. diluting all of them? No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I think everybody should get every part of their body checked all the time. Yes. Okay. Every day. Honestly. I, my family tree is not a tall one because of this asshole that is cancer. But it becoming all cancers is a like obvious trend that was going to happen, yeah. right? Because that's how it has to be, because that is technically the right thing to do. Now, would have as much as an impact as thinking about just one mm -hmm. as a whole, would have as much impact as that? I mean, TBD, I guess. Well, and I feel like the first thing you're going to think of still is the pink. Awesome. It was an awesome idea. It was a great concept. Like I saw it on, was. on Twitter, Sal Capaccio, when flying Maybe down Sal. to Baltimore, mm -hmm. had all pink on. 
because it was the first, you know start of October. So it's Michael like, Irvin on yeah. first yeah, exactly. half today. Exactly. All pink. Right. Dan Orlovsky? Yes. All, all green. green. wonder which one that is. Testicular? Colon, maybe? Maybe. Hey, that colon one's real. Colon's blue. Yeah. Blue. The celebrities. Colon's celebrities blue. are out there. They're like, they're pubbing colonoscopies. They want you to get a colonoscopy. I thought Ryan Reynolds did that. Yeah, Foxy, obviously, very close to this whole thing. But I, I think, like, I think it's because the new food that everybody's eating, right? Like, I think... Because the way food has evolved, like colon cancer has become, I think, uh, you know. People are getting it younger and younger as the years go on. So don't be afraid to go get a fucking colonoscopy. That a baby. F hey, fucking yeah, right, Foxy. Doctor. Thank you for that. Um, but it's real. Like, I think it's because the food intake is becoming yeah. a new one. So maybe they should have, like, specific, like, information days. Like each week, maybe. Because if you're just saying all cancers, it's yeah. like, okay, well. Why is colon cancer becoming like the new mm -hmm. prominent? Well, there's one. mental health. Is there a mental health month too? We've been doing with the NFL. What my the? Or at least people wear different November? cleats to support mental. I guess it's when oh, you can yeah. my cleats my cause. Yeah, there it is. That's coming up. Anyways, everybody needs to get checked. Be safe, and also check on your friends and family. You know, mm -hmm. if something's up, you know, you should probably ask. They might be too embarrassed or too proud to admit it or whatever. You know, let's take care of each other. Hey, let's do that. What do we say? Oh, yeah. What we do should. we say? Yeah. We should. Let's talk about some football. Cooper Cush, first quarterback in Cowboys history to start 4-0. If we go back a month and a, ago or so, a month ago, Jerry Jones said, I hope there's a quarterback controversy. I hope for Yes, obviously, because that means that Cooper Cush gone out there and played really good football. You, you can't find me saying that I think Dak Prescott was going to go and be great because I didn't know. But I did say I wish there was quarterback controversy. And what we do, fucking Tony Romo calling games. <laughs> Whether you like it or not or did like it and don't like it now or maybe you still like it and might not like it later, I'm the reason why Tony Romo is calling games because Dak Prescott had a Mississippi State game in and he fucking started a quarterback controversy. Everybody said Tony Romo has to deal with starter. Tony Romo's Mr. Cowboy. He looks like an uncle out there playing backyard football, but he's incredibly talented. He played and did some layups with the Dallas Mavericks. This guy's the guy that's going to take the Cowboys back to the Super Bowl. What I do, fucking get out of here, Tony. Go call games. I put in Dak Prescott. It's Dak Prescott's team. Now, if Cooper Cush can come in and do the same thing, I'm all about opportunity, ain't I? Mm -hmm. This America, is it not? Mm -hmm. Land of opportunity. Hell this is yeah. the Cowboys, America's team. This is opportunity, basically. If there's a fucking quarterback controversy, that's good news. Cooper Cush, 4-0, dude. He's no in great deal. company with the <laughs> others that have gone 4-0. Now, Kyle Allen, obviously, would go on to become a megastar. Yes. Patrick Mahomes would go on to become Patrick Mahomes. Jimmy G, Trevor Simeon, Ben Roethlisberger. Hell yeah. Kind of a mixed bag on that whole thing. But Cooper Cush, obviously playing a lot better than anybody could have imagined. I guess Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones knew. He was just supposed to hold it down, get a couple wins before Dak comes back for this offense and his Cowboys team. That's going to have to win, or Mike McCarthy is going to be out of there. On the run, he looks comfortable. Slinging the pill, he looks comfortable. The Dallas Cowboys are obviously on everybody's mind all year round. Cooper Cush seems to handle that easily. He and Kellen Moore seem to be on the, the same page. It has been a fantastic ride here with Cooper Cush as the quarterback. And maybe that gives Dak a little bit more time to get that thing completely healthy as opposed to Or less time. Oh, you're talking what if about he's like, hey, I got my I got the owner talking about a QB controversy. Oh, this guy's 4-0. I'm going back to play. Well, that's from Dak's standpoint. Mike McCarthy 
Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones might be like, hey, let's get that thumb healthy for a playoff run. Yeah. yeah. Not, not week five. <laughs> let's ride the hot hand right now. Cooper <laughs> Cush got him. Cooper Cush got these boys figured out. You remember we do that little pop thing where we rose, raise money. What's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Salvation, Salvation Army. Army. Salvation Army. You remember Zeke jumped in that goddamn thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how I feel jumping into Cooper Cush's arm right now. I love everything he's about. Dak, get that thumb all the way back. Okay, let's get healthy. And then when we need you in the playoffs, because is Cooper Cush going to win a Super Bowl? Do you think Cooper Cush good enough to win a Super Bowl? Maybe. No. no. Whoa, whoa. Quite a We don't know. Action. All-time leading tackler and a Super Bowl champion says mm-hmm. maybe – Toxic table, Tone Diggs host a hammer down, say no. no I will let you guys state your argument first. Go ahead, Connor. Uh, Cooper Cush will have to play Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady in the NFC Championship, so no. Tone? Uh, AJ loves the Cowboys. He's a Cowboys apologist. That's the only reason why he's saying that. All right, now, AJ, your thoughts. Why can Cooper Cush win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? I don't – whatever happens with the Cowboys, great. Have fun. Do whatever that happens with them. I picked them to win a Super Bowl when Dak got hurt a few years back. Great. But Cooper Cush, remember when he was coming in, they said, if you could win two games, just hold it off. Like, let's go two and two. Let's go one and three even. Just don't – let's not go 0 and four. And look what this guy has done. So, I can't say that. You cannot – nothing is black and white like that and concrete. Like, this guy's not going to win a Super Bowl. That's every backup quarterback. Let's hope comes in and splits. I just need you to split. Need you to win a couple games. You're going to lose a couple games. Don't give give away the team. Don't lose the team. Let's just stay in it a little bit, and then we'll get our guy back. Okay, that's what we paid this guy for, and that's why you're the backup. You're going to do a great job for us. We appreciate you. And if they don't after week one, by the way, they're okay with just being like, all right, somebody else. Need you to just win a game or two for us. Don't give it away. Let's do it. We love you. We need you. We appreciate you. And then you go on to win. They're like, thank you for your service. Now the starter's back. We paid him a hundred and some million dollars guaranteed for a reason. See you later. Cooper Cush is earning himself a conversation around the league, I oh, think. Yeah. 4-0 with the plays he's making with a team that, you know, although they are the Cowboys, has not had, you know, immense success over the past sure. five, ten years or whatever. So the fact that he's having success with that team on a big stage and the Dak Prescott situation is looming, Cooper Rush's uh, valuation and value is only going up and up and up, I think, around the rest of the NFL, who a lot of places are looking for guys right now in a bad way. Yeah, and granted, you know, two of the games have been against the Giants and the Commanders, and you can say what you want about them. Giants but have a winning record. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so mm-hmm. sure, and like you mentioned, they're paying Dak all that money, so Dak is going to come back and be the starting quarterback. I'm not so sure the Cowboys aren't better or look better with Cooper Rush than they did with Dak. Hey, this is kind of the Tony Pollard-Zeke conversation. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, Zeke is definitely a better running back than Terry Pollard. But when old Pollard came in, yeah. he looked pretty good. He's got some like long he, he looked good. He looked yeah. good. And now, like, Dak Prescott, definitely a better quarterback than Cooper Cush and a lot of people. Dak is a great quarterback. We are all big fans of Dak. AJ? Absolutely. Big fans of Dak? Love yeah. Dak. Huge. Love, Love you, guy. Dak. But for whatever reason, Cooper Cush got that team going. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're winning. It's yeah. like Dak Prescott, we know, is a better quarterback. But Cooper Cush teams have figured out maybe if we can get Dak to operate in the same fashion and Zeke is obviously still Zeke, they'll be able to go on. Maybe this is the year that the Cowboys reverse the curse. Maybe this is the year that AJ's been calling for for years and years yeah, now. Possible. And everybody else has been calling for. Maybe this is the Dallas Cowboys year. Joining us now, I believe, on the phone, a uh, man who is the senior NFL insider for the NFL Network and the league itself. An absolute stallion on news breaking. Was on a cooking show, I believe, a week ago or so. Wow. Ian Rappaport. Yeah, uh, that was between us. That was kind of private. Oh, well, you're only able to talk to us for a minute and a half, and we thought it was something important. And it was, uh, 
What show? Dude, you know I love show. to eat. You know I love to eat. So I mean, come on. What did you make? And you did? Was your wife the one? What? Because we know yeah. you don't do anything like that. True. No, I cook. Ext- I do a lot of the smoking and grilling. Okay. Yep. I mean, she. I would say she helps, but I'm responsible for a lot. Some of it. All right. Some well, all visual evidence that we've had through your social media over the last what ten years yep, indicates yep. that that's not true at all. But right. can't wait to watch. We will watch because we support the hell out of our friend Rap Sheet. Let's go ahead and run around it. a little bit. Uh, torn, I- torn ACL in Denver for the running back. Not good. Is that the only major injury coming out of Week Four? Uh, no, there's. Several major injuries, but this is a really bad one. It's an ACL, it's an AC, it's a LCL, and a posterior lateral corner. Uh, it that's a significant injury. Multi ligament means not good things for Javante Williams, and it also means just when you look at the timeline that you know you want him to be ready for next year. But I would say this certainly complicates some things. It's possible, it's very possible, but it complicates some things. And I think for Denver, you know. They had him, he was going well, and they got, you know, Melvin Gordon, who has had some impressive moments, but obviously some really, really costly fumbles. Two of them. It puts the pressure on him to to really take care of the football and to become kind of the starting running back that I know he wants to be and thinks he is. A lot of sort of eyeballs and pressure on Melvin Gordon now for Denver. So what are you going to do, dude? Hey, what do you think with this – Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott situation. When do you see Dak trying to get the field? Do you think Jerry is actually happy that this situation is happening? I mean, it is. I know what Jerry said, which was, you know, I'd love a quarterback controversy because that would be, you know, I mean, Cooper Rush won all his games and he has literally won all of his games. So it's obviously best case for Cowboys. First, Dak's health. Um, He is three weeks and a little bit from having that thumb surgery. Uh, which was, you know, successful, no complications, all that. He still has some swelling. So we've seen him kind of like lightly tossing at practice, but he really hasn't thrown. And from what I'm told, it takes about two weeks to really fully get your strength and your grip back. So, you know, I know some people are talking about he might play with the Rams game. I guess it's possible. But from what I'm told, the Eagles game on October 16th is more realistic. So I would expect him back then. Um, and it's there's no quarterback controversy, but like the team is rolling with Cooper Rush, and it's not like Dak needs to learn anything. But it is cool to see someone fill in for someone who is a lot better and do this well. Yeah, I mean, who knows what people are going to ask for for Cooper Rush? You know what I mean? He seems to be building his stock up pretty good. Who knows what the Dallas yeah. Cowboys do? Tone, your question for Rappaport. Uh, Ian, Mike Tomlin said next week is next week, but but please tell me that you know you've talked to somebody. We're not going back to Mitch, right? I mean, he's not wrong. Next week is definitely next week. Either. And I know Certainly. you know Mike Tomlin likes to let us know these things at his leisure. Um, it would be precedent-setting for him to go back to Mitch Trubisky. I mean, it would be it would be a different way than every other coach is handling. Almost always, you rip the Band-Aid off, you put the rookie in. You know, look, he had some not great moments, but he's the future of the team. Like, the, like I have not talked to one person with the Steelers who says, oh, we're not sure what we have with, you know, Kenny Pickett, or we don't know if he's the guy, like, he was impressive, he's been impressive. Right. Uh would, it would not surprise me at all if he starts this week. It would surprise me greatly if they went back to Trubisky. Mike Tomlin is his own dude, so we'll see. 
But I would expect the same thing you're expecting, which is for Kenny Pickett to be back there. Mike Tomlin is his own duty, and Rapport is his own dude. Next week is next week. All true <laughs> statements. Right. Yeah. Excited to watch Kenny Pickett's era grow in Pittsburgh. Speaking of an era, is there one coming to an end in Carolina? I mean... Which, which one are you talking about? Well... I mean, I think they go hand in hand. Like, Baker, who knows what's going to happen with that whole situation. Yeah. If they continue to lose, what's his football future look like? I'll be excited to watch because let's assume that he can help a team somewhere, but will he be able to be a backup somewhere? Will a team want to bring him in to be a backup if that's inevitably the case? That's for right. another day. Matt Rule, right. though, there's like four how – many, how many college football positions are open right now already? Yeah, Wisconsin, Nebraska. There's a lot of big-time jobs, I think, yeah. that are either open right now or on the way. Matt Rule at Temple was a guy, at Baylor was a guy, goes to Carolina, hasn't been a guy. Now would be a pretty good time, I think, if I'm Matt Rule and Matt Rule's camp to be like, hey, if this ain't going to work long term, now is not a bad time because there's a lot of huge jobs with big boosters in college where I've had success. Now, he's alleged to be guaranteed $70 million, and if you're Matt Rule and you just wanna hang on to $70 million and just do whatever, sounds good. If you don't wanna work after you get fired, sounds good as well. But do you hear anything out of the Matt Rule camp, and what do you think's next with that whole situation? I mean, first of all, as far as the money goes, I think you're right. Like, I think if he did end up taking a college job, that money would eat into the money that the Panthers owe him. Got so it. I think it's not like he'd be working for free. He'd get more. But um, I believe if he got a college job, it would help alleviate some of the financial burden for Dave Tepper, who doesn't need any alleviating of any financial burden. Hey, how do they put that into the contract? That's different leagues. Is it just if you get another job in a coaching position? I mean, I believe it is offset. You can sort of write it in the contract to be offset based on whatever you want. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of press for us either, but that's my understanding of how this is. Within the NFL, uh, that would make sense. If, if I'm like Nebraska or Wisconsin, though, it's hard for me to be like, our deal's got fucking nothing to do yeah. with your deal. We're in a different league. We're in a different everything. Right, I'm, but you would, but if you're, right, I mean, I, I guess that's true, but I, there, you can structure whichever way you want, but if you're a college, like, you'd be fine with that because it doesn't matter. Either you you know, he's making money from the Panthers. He's making money from you guys. Like, if you're going to hire Matt Rule, you're not going to care how much it costs. No, I agree, especially with the way boosters operate nowadays. There's just, like, a one big check right. almost that people can want. There's a Tepper, but, not as rich as Tepper, from a school, though, ready to yeah, just get yeah. that thing yeah. over with. Do you think that's like, going to happen or no? So, right, like, I would say this. If Matt Rule is fired, I believe he's going to end up with a college job next year. I don't think he'll have any problem. Uh, those schools you mentioned – I don't think so. Oh. Like Wisconsin kind of seems oh. like just from the outside kind of seems like Jim Leonard's job. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, For now. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Right. He's getting an opportunity, well, right? Right. And I think like long opportunity, it seems like, um, you know, I think Matt rule will have definitely have his options. I think if he does get fired, he'll end up in college. Um, I don't get the sense there's anything imminent today, but what usually happens is once everyone starts asking about it, once it becomes clear, at some point if they keep lo they turn it around, this is nothing. If they turn it around, Agreed. this is a blip, nobody cares. The defense is good enough. They can run the ball. They should be fine. If they don't turn it around, the questions are going to come literally every week. And you know how it goes. Once it starts coming, it never stops until something happens. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it's, like, inevitable because they have enough talent where they and Baker could start playing a little better and they could start winning. But it's not going away. Yeah, Matt Rule. We're big. I'm a big fan of Matt Rule. Oh yeah, yeah he's been nothing he's great. But nice to me. But in the NFL, it's fucking business. You got paid seventy million because it's a business, and everybody's trying right. to win. And 
And he knows, like, what he said, he was asked about fan booing today. He's like, they deserve a better product. Like, he knows. I get Everyone it. Everyone knows. I get it. We got the richest owner, um, second richest owner, I guess now. We built oh, a yeah. artificial intelligent panther to jump around the right. stadium. That was awesome. We're investing a lot. Like, we understand you guys want to win. And my boss, by the way, I, I've been coaching the team, has fired everybody that hasn't had yeah. success. And I'm really the last one standing. So Matt Rule being like, I get it, I understand, is good self-awareness, and I appreciate him for that. And we don't want anybody to lose a job. But it feels like that's inevitable right now with the way colleges are operating too. Colleges are turning into, hey, oh, yeah. we're either winning or you're getting the fuck on. Yeah. And See, Matt Rule has had a lot it, of success. Yeah, it seems like colleges are moving way faster than they ever have. I can't believe this. Yeah, hey, you're, you're winning with this recruiting class this year? Uh, well, they're going to have to grow. They're 18 years no, no, no. Yeah, we'll no, no. see. We'll see how that goes. It's interesting. Yeah. I like it because I like a little accountability. Let's win at all costs. Will it ultimately be the right decision for the future? TBD. Connor has a question for you. We know you got to roll soon. Yeah, rap sheet last week. Mac Jones almost had his leg ripped off this week. <laughs> Axel Hoyer obviously left the game early. Are the New England Patriots looking at 14 weeks of Bailey Zappi, or what's going on there? Did you not enjoy the Bailey Zappi experience on no. Sunday? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! He was slinging that. Slinging that thing. Um, what do you mean? I first of all, that was I know they didn't win, so whatever, but that was kind of impressive. Third string rookie coming in in Lambo and looking like he belonged. Like I think the whole thing was pretty cool. On the field he looked like he belonged. Those shots on the sideline looked scared to death. But I'd be fucking scared to death yeah. too. So can't I, blame him. But he looked comfortable on the field mm -hmm. very much. You guys should there, be pumped about Zappy. Yeah, sure. There is an art to making Mahomes. sure on the sideline that you look kind of like chill as opposed to like the you know, so he'll have to He'll have to learn how to look much cooler on the sideline. The guy was um, practicing for the scout team two days ago. Yeah, I know. That's it's just, amazing. That's okay, now he's a starter. Exactly. Yeah, he's it was a, that, the whole thing was cool. Anyway, um, sure. I would say this. Mac All Jones was at practice last Friday. He didn't practice, but he was at practice. I know he is going to push to play this week. I don't know if it's possible, but I know he is going to try. Tough son of a if player. he can't, <laughs> then I think you're going to see Bailey Zappi again. I mean, Hoyer's in the concussion protocol, and it seems like – you know, usually when you're in the concussion protocol, you miss a week. That's just generally. So we may see Zappy again, or we may see, like, you know, Mac Jones put himself in a position like crazy to somehow, some way get out there because you know he hates watching this. You know it. Okay, so there was reports early that I guess completely wrong. Makes sense that they're wrong. He was thinking six to eight weeks. There was four to six weeks. And then Bill Belichick says day by day. Is this Mac Jones thing getting expedited, you think, because the Hoyer injury, or is this always going to be the way it was going to be? He's going to push it as much as humanly possible. I know that. And, it's, and while he's mobile in the pocket, he's not Lamar, right? Whoa. So, like, no, I mean, he's, he's not that much. I saw him do a jump catch at his yeah, pro day. Yeah, come on. He did a jump catch at Sweet. his pro day. He did a gritty last yeah. week. He did. I yeah. feel like I was there. Wasn't I there for that? I feel like I was. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, was. yeah it was the second one that the, he wanted to show more mobility, remember? He got Devon to school yes, to run that's rounds. Right. That's right. Yeah. That was a great experience. Was a that was a good one. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, Shanahan was like, give me this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, why no. you got to bring up old stuff? I know, no, I'm just, that, well, we're just, that's what we're doing right it now. It happened. We just took a trip back in time when Mac Jones was making incredibly athletic catches <laughs> at his second pro day because his first one, he didn't move enough. No. And Zach Wilson did the uh, yeah, crossbar. Yeah, yeah, so now we need right. to do another one. Yep. He's a really good quarterback, though. So. Zach Wilson looked pretty good on Sunday. Beat the shit out of the Steelers. Ooh. I mean, he just all over the Steelers' face. Called the gritty-gritty to him. I mean... That's tough, but yes. they got Kenny Pickett. He's back. Hell He's yeah. a player. Only had three incompletions, uh, or he went 10 of 13, uh, no incompletions, three interceptions. 
So that's how Kenny Pickett started yesterday. But Pro Football Focus said no turnover-worthy plays. Boom. So basically perfect game for Kenny. We love Kenny. Team looked much better with him. And AJ has this last question for you, Ian. Ian, last thing, any, any update on Tua's situation down in Miami and how they plan to move forward? It's stats, Ian. Stop looking so stupid. <laughs> yeah, stop looking so stupid. Um, this is like when Mahomes will be like the seventh-ranked quarterback, and I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? Anyway, um, wow. Tua True. is out for this week's – in all serious, Tua is out for this week's game uh, against the Jets. So he's in the concussion protocol. He is not going to play. Uh, and, you know, it makes sense that they're going to now take this, take his time, be conservative, make sure they don't put him out there until everything's good. Meanwhile, the investigation is ongoing. He's going to meet with NFL officials or investigators this week early. It's either today or tomorrow, I believe. Um, and this investigation should be wrapped up uh, within a week. Meanwhile, the concussion protocol is changing, which is to say that anyone who exhibits gross motor instability will probably be taken off the field thanks to what was learned in this two investigation uh before we let you go no you got to go nflpa firing independent neurologist is yeah they're right right it said their prerogative mm -hmm. they could do yeah. that at any given moment if they think the person isn't fair was that a call that this dude or lady was guilty or is this just the nflpa saying we don't want this person involved with anything ever again so, from what I understand, this the the person who was fired, the UNC, was not really cooperative and uh, sort uh -oh. of aggressive, I guess, and Jesus. didn't really didn't really understand uh, his role as a as a UNC essentially. So, was fired for multiple reasons. Huh. It didn't sound like he was fired because of the wrong diagnosis. It sounded like he was fired because of his actions during the investigation. So, and it was the first time I asked Dr. Sills, first time that's happened. Okay, and, but that person was jointly appointed at some point, right? How did that right. person become the person? It was jointly appointed by the NFL and the NFLPA. There's actually like a pretty rigorous process to find these guys, but uh, then the NFL, each side can terminate. The NFLPA used their right to terminate. Oh, well, what? All right. Thanks, Ian. Have a great day, yeah. Ian. Appreciate you, buddy. I got really good. Rap sheet. So, Holy did shit. you test for a concussion? Of course I test. Why are you asking me a dumb question? I'm the concussion doctor. <laughs> yeah, but what you deemed that he was able to go back, well, we couldn't see him talk, or we couldn't see him walk. Are you a back expert, too? I, we're just trying to get to the bottom of this. Well, I've been trying to get to the bottom. I'm a fucking doctor. What do I know? And then the NFLPA goes... <laughs> The fuck See out of here. See you later. This guy, the fuck out of here. Is that what happened? You know, like when I heard that that person was fired, the entire internet was like, okay, he did something wrong. And I'm mm -hmm. like, did he? Is that what happened? Or was it just, hey, we don't want this fucking guy doing it for the NFLPA anymore, which it sounds like was their right at any given time. The NFL can also do that too, I guess. What if a guy, what if a guy <laughs> doesn't have one, you know, and is trying to get back yeah. in the game and the independent person says, no, you're not allowed to. And then the NFL has to go, fuck, get that. Oh, you don't want a star player on the field? Oh, okay. Okay, get the fuck out of here. See ya. Is that when the, that would be the only time the NFL would get rid of that person, I guess? Yeah, I guess. But does the PA have a certain amount of, like, strikes? Certain amount of times they can use that to, to fire people? Or, like a lawyer when they try to get rid of jurors? They said prerogative, so I think it's, like, any time. And I would imagine Ian saying he got fired for, the doctor got fired for their actions during the investigation, not exactly the Tua thing. 
I would think the two of things a lot bigger deal than your reaction well, to the investigation. That's why I thought it was very important for them to say, like, did they fire him because they could fire him and don't trust him going forward, or did they fire him because they found negligence or found malpractice or something? Yeah. Like those two weren't necessarily announced at the same time. And I think what we just heard is they're not at the point of declaring negligence or malpractice yet. But I thought they did report that they found several um like obscurities in the tests he conducted before Tua went back in. Did they report that? Yeah, I did read that on Twitter. And again, there's so much shit going on with this. Who knows if that was accurate or not. But I did read that like they weren't happy with the, the testing process that he did with Tua before he went back in. I think that was during, well, it had to have been during the Bills game. Isn't that standard operating? Isn't that just like a, you think? Yeah, your checklist. It's the protocols, yeah. They have all their like steps they go through. Like, hey, we are, I understand you're a doctor, so in your world, you're actual God, okay? You're a brain doctor, you're saving lives, probably doing, you're an actual God. And you have to have that type of attitude when you're operating on brains, like mm -hmm. you are, you know? But here we need you to just do this, do this, do this. Probably difficult for some of these fucking self-absorbed. Oh, yeah. Sounds like he didn't handle being questioned very well. The, no. or, or like, hey, this is the protocol, and he's like, tell the truth. Yeah, I have my own I already protocol. know. I got a protocol. Yeah. It's like Cameron so, Bray. All right, we need to figure that out, okay? That's something we got to figure out. Tony Dungy quote tweeted about, uh, and we might have, hey, by the way, we might have been too naive, AJ. This is us. We uh, yeah, honestly, it looks like we might have. Because we just assumed brain doctor jointly appointed by the NFLPA and the NFL would understand exactly what the role is, what you're looking for. You're the magnitude of that decision, too. Like, yeah. that's a huge yeah. thing. Hey, hey, pal, the reason why we have you is because there is, like, billions and billions of dollars currently in litigation about the way the brain has been handled. So we're hiring the smartest minds on earth to protect our players from themselves and from the league, okay? Can you do that for us? Yes, absolutely. Of course. Just call me doctor next time, don't <laughs> And they're like, we need you to do this, we need you to do this, we need you to do this. And this doctor in Miami is like, how many fingers? Two. <laughs> Nailed it. He's good. Get the fuck out there. <laughs> good luck. To, like, how's that happening? Did you smack him on the top of the head? You're fine. Yeah. Get on out there. All right, ready? I'm going to hold this. If this, let me know if this stays in the same spot as. <laughs> Boom. Is it in the same place? <laughs> yeah. All right, you're good. Jones. I hope not. How's that happening, though? The NFL and the NFLPA are jointly appointing these super brain geniuses. Is there, has this doctor had any, like, previous situations, too, where they questioned how they've gone about their business? Well, then how, how'd that doctor become the jointly appointed person? Yeah. That's like, th there's, like, levels the to these questions. Like, how did this person get to this point if they didn't understand what the protocol was or what the fuck they're doing? I understand there's probably massive egos. There has to be massive egos at that, at that place. And you're going to do things, but we just need you to fucking do this, do this, do this, and let us know. I feel like that's probably how it was laid out, and this person just chose not to do it. So you're telling me the most educated people on earth don't just do exactly what they're told all the time? Because I thought the most intelligent people on earth were telling us what to do all yeah. the time. What's going on here? Why, th this is not good, because Tua could have fucking died, I think is what everybody's well, and saying. And now we... Now we're going to have a harder time trusting the other doctors because of this one bad doctor. Yeah, now it's a question of everything. Like Cameron Brake, for instance, will go into last night's game. Tony Dungy quote tweeted somebody saying that that was a problem. He goes, we need a rehaul of this entire thing. I was standing right there. It was pretty obvious, he said. The way it's done, though, is the independent person's up in the booth, I guess. So they have to look down. If they don't know football and they can get lied to or told to, like a stinger happens, maybe they get things wrong. I think we have the Tony Dungy tweet, I believe. 
We do not have the Tony Dungy tweet. Tony Dungy quote tweeted, uh, I forget who had made the announcement. It was Greg Allman, who is a Tampa Bay mm -hmm. reporter. He talked about the Cameron Brake situation where he was clearly knocked out, came back into the game, or maybe dinged up. And then Tony Dungy quote tweeted and was like, yeah, I was fucking standing right there. Tony Dungy been a coach and a player at the highest level. Now he's on the biggest show in football saying, yeah, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is now too obviously getting spotlighted on Thursday Night Football on Prime and in the Buffalo Bills thing. Now the Cameron break things happening naive people like me and aj who just expect people that are in you know positions that can get fucking sued for a lot of money especially in the modern world that we're in that they're going to at least do their jobs right we might we're wrong aj it sounds like we were fucking wrong in this entire thing yeah and i, I guess the question is the intent of the doctor did the doctor know that they were they didn't do the protocol right and they thought they'd push them through or do they feel like hey Tua really passed all the tests so i i don't feel anything like i feel confident putting him back in the field greg allman tweeted watching replay from last night cam Brait collided with godwin big hit was down a second got off got up ran off on his own hash uh, parentheses though not fast enough to avoid a 12 men on field penalty he came back in even had a target looked okay later ruled to have a concussion okay so obviously greg allman saying this is when it happened this is exactly how it went and it did look a little interesting yeah. with what he was doing at the time and tony dungy goes broken system i was on the sideline very close to break obvious he had his bell rung there's a league appointed spotter in the press box who should stop play and alert the referee break shouldn't have been allowed to return until after an evaluation why didn't that happen with three fucking question marks tony dungy very level-headed person put three question marks on there Whoa. said we need to talk about this why is this happening that's a great question from tony dungy now Tony Dungy probably felt like in an uncomfortable position as well because he's looking at this guy right by him and this guy has a concussion. Is Tony Dungy supposed to go over and say, hey, that guy just got knocked the fuck out right there. I don't know how to do it. I've coached. I've played. This is happening. So is the NFL spotter a football person? That, now it's even more like, is that a football? It's multiple. They claim there's multiple people. There's spotter up top and then there's people on the sidelines too that can try to like alert whoever if someone is dinged up. And something like that happens you know, like, okay, that looks like something may be up. We should at least take him out of play and check him out, and then we could put him back in, but let's make sure. Anybody that's ever, like, watched football at a pretty high clip, you know, and understands football a little bit, there's some obvious, like, eh, that yep. looks like that. It's usually not the big monster hits either. It's not usually not the big highlight hits. Awkward. You could tell by how they, how they fell and how they get up and, yeah. And that's what you would think the NFL spotter would be doing. They'll be calling down to the independent uh -huh. person that would then run the test in the blue tent, right? Yeah. yeah. It happened to Adrian Amos last night in the Packers game. Yep. Yes. Like he, it wasn't like a big hit or a collision, but like he tackled, I forget who on the Patriots, and it was either an elbow or a knee, and then he left the game. That and we've it. seen in the past refs go up to a player in the huddle and be like, uh -huh. hey, yeah. you got to go. And they're like, he's getting checked. Uh, from the spotter said he was knocked out. So then that's when the independent person is testing in the in the tunnel and giving the okay to either go back on the field or you're going into the locker room right now to put sunglasses on and not be sick. So that's the system. So whoever was spotting in the press box for the Cam Brake situation is to blame, right? In Miami, it's the independent doctor that was right. there, right? So now we can kind of start at least saying, like, this is the system that seems to be yeah. broken in this situation. Mm -hmm. This seems to be the situation. That's good news, at least for the future, you'd think. But then if you hire somebody and expect them to do something and, and they're the only person in the building that can do it, you're the only fucking neurologist that we have. That's another, like, powerful position all of a sudden out of nowhere. You, it's hard not to just take that person's word for it. 
Who knows, though, if they're fucking doing some fuckery, I guess. How do you ever fix that? I well, don't know. I don't know. It raises the level of importance of these spotters, like, tenfold. Yeah. Like, these people need to know your, their shit. You can't really be, like, uh, wishy-washy. Like, you need to absolutely... I mean, you basically have to err on the side of caution on everything. All right, let's get to a break, and then we'll do hour three on the other side, and we'll chit-chat about some positive stuff as opposed to a broken system that appears to be potentially leading to... I mean, we can't have that. Yeah, no. bad injuries. I have friends that have gotten two concussions in one game and been fucking changed for the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. yep. let alone, you know, their families uh, dealing with it and what everything is, and let alone almost dying when that happens. But that's real. And we know that now. And we're trying to take all the steps to fix it. We got these dumbass guardian caps happening. We changed the style of football. We've changed rules. Now we need the people that are appointed into positions to do their fucking job. Hey. Do your fucking job, AJ. Just tell them to do it. I'm with you, but also, I would assume there's a big swath of people that are saying it's on the players to take themselves out. You got to be an adult. It's never going to happen. I don't happen. see that. Especially if you are dinged up, you think you're thinking straight and say, oh, I'm coming out. Well, what do you have? You just have a headache, too, some guys? Yeah. Like, yeah well, that's happened before. Yeah. Hurt or injured. It's like the Miami doctor in any given Sunday, James Woods, let Lawrence Taylor go play, knowing he could die. Well, and I will follow up. Miami piss test guy awesome. was the guy that got caught up in the cheating of the uh, piss test if you My do head. look back into the substance really? of abuse program yep. yeah had a ponytail this guy <laughs> weapon jewelry on oh he was he the one were, were guys paying him some cash think he had a grill on when he came and tested me white guy i laughed so hard i was like this is the piss tester no way this guy's fucking doing it <laughs> let's go what happened to him uh he, he no longer does piss test <laughs> well, damn I'm sure there was some sort of fraud that took place as well, but that money was gone. They're never going to get it from him. I seen him. He'd been living <laughs> down in Miami. He, he was living. He was living good. That was the only time. I was tested 27 months, eight times a month. Okay? That's a lot of tests in a lot of places. Yeah. I've been piss tested in bathrooms, in gas stations, lobbies, in hotels, out in the middle of the woods, my house, other people's houses, in a bunch of cities. First time somebody showed up in like a Bentley. I was like, all right, <laughs> this guy is awesome. I have to get to my airplane, though, if you could be a little quicker. Oh, you know, traffic. Oh, you, you're down here a lot. We can maybe set something up. I'm like, I'm just trying to fucking piss, dude. All right, I want to be friends with the piss test guy. <laughs> and then like 12 months later, it comes out. Should have done it. I wouldn't have, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have had to test at all, AJ. <laughs> I wouldn't have to do shit. I would have just said I'm in Miami. I wouldn't have to do anything. It would have been awesome. Would have been perfect, but then it may have put you back in the system for another 27 months. No, it's Ponytail Guy's fault. Yeah. You're I was like mailing my piss. piss to him every yeah, single yeah. What do you want me to do? I guess I wasn't in Miami. Sue me. Sorry. I was trying to get you film. Jeez. Do you have to film? Do you have to use a selfie cam and film yourself peeing and then send it to him? <laughs> yeah, like at uh, game day, they have that big selfie stick yep. with, a go with a GoPro on the <laughs> yeah, end of it. That boy had it. Dabo had it. <laughs> William Sweeney. Hell of a football team. Yeah. Hey, tough to win in Death Valley. Is this like the because of Kim Kardashian having to pay back money? <laughs> hey. Yeah. So you can't give advice if you're a paid spokesman, but if you're an investor, you can. I yes, you have to use it. I guess you not have investment. To, if advice. you're acting as if you use it and it's an investment, you have to actually use it. You can't just lie about it. And how about the little promo video that old Cuzzy cut? from the Security Exchange Commission. They put out a video, like a 40 second video about, so we're suing the shit out of fucking Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's run our numbers up too. Uh, Kim does numbers. We'd like to run it. And they put a video up there basically. And this is, um, it's a fascinating thing because the crypto and the coins, whichever ones that were created, there was a bunch of them, became a hot commodity real quick. Oh, yeah. And we were approached, and I would say I was approached by numerous people that were like, hey, we can make a coin and we can sell it for a lot of money or whatever. And every time I talked to those people, I asked them, how, how is that any value for anybody to buy? You know? And they were like, well, it's just like any supply and demand situation. If you only have a few of them, then the demand's going to be high. And then the growth there, that should go up or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but what if, then it's all dependent upon us. If it goes up or goes down, because then we got to add in, like, you get tickets to this, you get tickets to that. And then that's good for one run. Do we have to continue to do that? So we have to continue to work this thing so it can continue to have value. Like if we only sold a hundred of these things, and if you had one of them, you'd get access into the Thunderdome for a live show or whatever. So then we just got the same people in there. How do we ever, how do you make it? It's like a GoFundMe campaign. If you're trying to make a movie through GoFundMe, like, hey, if you're a gold member, you get to come to set and watch us film and like, and it goes all the way down. Yeah, I would get insanely high and I would fire off a thousand questions. Like, just like, so how is that any benefit to anybody that buys these, you know? And every person, there's numerous people that try to sell me on these things. And every person was like, well, ultimately we don't know what it's gonna end up being worth, but for you, for your business, we, we have predicted that it'll be this. It's like, just like those PPP loans or whatever. Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, if, I feel like if you're doing things with not the right reason behind it, the universe is gonna react. You know, like, obviously there are situations where you can take advantage of people. Obviously there are situations where you can make money off people, especially people that are your fans and people that are follow you and are, you know, devoted to what you do. There's obviously an opportunity to do that. I hate doing it because I like to sleep at night. You know, like that is, mm -hmm. that is something I enjoy doing. But there's a lot of people that have figured it out. I'm not saying everybody's a scumbag in that space. There's people that have made it worth it. But there's a lot of people that got in that crypto game in a completely scumbag fashion. And as you're looking on, it's like, man, they're taking advantage of people right now, I feel like, in a big way. There are some big fucking price tags on some of these things that are probably going to be worth zero in about a year or two as the world continues to evolve in this space, AJ. Yeah, is that illegal, though? Or is that just, hey... I didn't guarantee this is going to be blockbuster. Yeah, so I think this whole, because Kim's a lawyer, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So What did she do? What did she technically do? So I believe she was selling off some of these crypto coins things like we were just told, and it all ended up being worth nothing. I, would just, I, I don't know the exacts of it, but it appears as if that's probably what it's going to be. I don't remember what, I don't follow Kim close enough to know what she was selling or how she was selling it, but I think it's a multi-million dollar thing they got going on with her or whatever. But Kim's smart as fuck, dude. Yeah. She's, Kim is Kim will represent herself in this. Kim will handle this, I assume, in a fashion that'll get handled. But I think this is a big hey, hey, to all you people, you know, that are trying to utilize things to take advantage of people, and we're not able to get any money off of it, you know, because the government doesn't get any money off crypto. Remember, because the blockchain right. and the it's non-controlled, which is awesome. Hopefully people will figure it out. Seems like it's going through some shit right now. Could have never guessed that was going to happen. Um, but it'll get figured out at some point, I assume. The government's going to be a little bit more interested in that type of stuff if they're not getting their cut. Yeah. And that's just like kind of how it goes. And we have to act as that is reality because that is what it is. And it will always be that way. Yeah. And like you mentioned, I don't think it's illegal. It's just the immoral part of it. It's like, and if yeah. you're fine and you can still go to sleep at night, not worrying that you're you know probably ruining a lot of people's lives who are investing this 
and you're good. It's like those PPPs. Yeah, exactly. Some the, companies that took them. Those PPPs were uh, <laughs> were a big deal. Yeah. Yes. It was a big decision for us, small business, obviously affected by COVID. Yeah. You know, we could we could have made the case. SeatGeek's one of our biggest partners mm -hmm. that we've ever had, our first partner ever. They obviously have no live events for a year and a half. We lose business from one of our biggest partners. Obviously, everything else, we like we could have pitched a story that we could have got a PPP as a small business, how much money we lost. But ultimately, it was like, no, do we need it? Other companies. No. Other, well, it's a bottomless pit is how it was being presented originally. Like, we just want to help. Free money, right? Well, yeah, we don't have a free. It's like some, at some point it's going to run out. At some point everybody's going to know who did it. And who's paying for this? Somebody has to be paying for this. And that goes back to the tax thing yeah. that I had talked about before. It's like we have no idea where any of this goes. So I think what the SEC was trying to say is you can do immoral shit as long as we're getting our cut. But if we're not getting our cut and you're potentially immoral, like we're going to have to snoop in on that thing. Not saying that's what happened with Kim. That's what's being alleged, though. AJ Hawk. Okay. Well, I would assume it's also like a wake-up call to some other people maybe that might be a little worried now that yeah. have been in that whole world. Yeah, it's a little bit of a message from yeah, the yeah. Securities Exchange mm -hmm. Commission. Hey, 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 hey. <whistles> we watched. We saw. While you guys were having your little run, everybody was, oh, Dogecoin. Oh, AMC. Oh, we're doing it. We were watching. We were watching. We were actually watching the whole thing. And now you guys got your little fuckboy coin mm -hmm. now. What's that worth? Nothing. Okay, we saw that you made this much off of it, though. So we're going to have to have a little talk about it. Maybe a public court hearing, yeah. you know, just so we can maybe clear the air and see where all the money went or whatever. Like, I, th I do believe, to your point, that is also a, uh, a situation. Nonetheless, good luck out there, everybody. Yeah, good, good luck, luck. Yeah, everybody. Might be time for AJ to shut down Hawkcoin, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, fucking take it out. You, you've had Bill not sleeping for weeks on end so he can code these Hawkcoins. Yeah. Right? Mining. Mm-hmm. I just found out about that this morning. Bill actually said, upon the announcement from the promo video, I apologize, from the Security Exchange Commission. What was the guy's name, Greg or Dave or something? Greg sounds right. I think his name was Greg. <laughs> he cut a promo, dude. This yep. guy cut a fucking promo. I didn't see that. Cousin Greg. He, he cut it. Given to Netflix logins? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's... Uh, a succession. <laughs> that, oh. That oh. Well, also it is... Thanks, Greg. Lil Dicky's cousin Greg uh -huh. gave... Uh, him Netflix subscription mm -hmm. login, I believe. Thanks, Greg. But nonetheless, guy cut a promo on Kim Kardashian, and I guess we'll all just follow along. Uh, Kanye West has Chris Jenner as his Instagram profile photo right now. Okay, wow. something to keep our eyes on. <laughs> yep, something okay. to keep our eyes on. Kanye's still sending some <laughs> shots. Kanye, Kim's getting investigated by the Security Exchange Commission over a crypto coin, uh, some uh, some sort, multi-million dollar investigation. They have the Hulu series going on right now. And Kanye currently has Chris Jenner as his Instagram photo. So there's some real shit brewing right now. I did see that Kanye showed up late to a fashion show, walked the runway to get to his seat. Uh, legend, obviously, doing his thing. And uh, this fucking family continues to be the most impressive piece of humans that really operate on day to day that none of us can ever experience. Was AB at the fashion show? I was going to say, not his family, but his president of Donda Sports is waving his salami around in Dubai, you know, just, hey, look at my dick. <laughs> look at this thing. <laughs> and then, you know, they call him out on it. Back he in says, May. She stole my swimming trunks. What do you want <laughs> me to do? Sorry. Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> the guy's a maniac. He is. He Never just. Go back. That pool video was one of the most disturbing things of all time. 
And then he yeah. comes out, defends himself. <laughs> and then another video comes out later a little bit. And it's like, then he's putting out tweets about exposing a D. Yep. It's in Dubai, so are there rules there? I don't know what the rules are there. It's Antonio Brown will be a documentary forever on a, like everybody. That video though, would, like picking that girl up, dumping her in there, wild, put his ass. Yeah. I like that came into the group text while I'm on college game day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go to commercial break, and I like look down in my uh, the group text, you know, because I said Mississippi State was playing a team, or I didn't say Mississippi State. I said Arkansas was playing Texas A&M. It was Mississippi State. They end up getting a win, so I say Arkansas. So I was a little baffled and a little fluttered. So I went into my phone to get a little bit more information to recheck because I write notes and shit to dive in. I don't like messing up on there because the people expect you know good college football information. So I was going to look up some information. I look at it. And it's just a group text blowing up about AB, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, what could have possibly happened? And I'm watching the video. I'm like, this is, this is alarming. If this, like, what the fuck is going on? Can't be on? pooping in faces or farting, sorry. Yeah, then the well, picking up. And the, I mean, it's just the whole thing. What the fuck is Antonio Brown's story? I have no idea. Guy can still get on a football field, though, and put up 200 yards right now if he wanted to. And that's why everybody continues to be infatuated. Yeah, yeah. this Netflix documentary should be in the works right now because he told Danny Boy Hustle Hard when he was in his car that they were working on some sort of series for him. Wait, what's up, Cheech? Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yep. Tell him, eh, Bizzle. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? That was when he ran off the field in the middle of it. Yep. Yeah. And he was waiting for him on the corner with his bags. Then he posted about Giselle. Yeah. That was wild. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Put that shit Still on. going. Like, he's not slowing down. No. Put that shit on, dude. Yeah. It's wild. All right. Let's run through some things before we get to the overreactions. Uh, the Chargers beat the shit out of the Texans. Texans make it a little bit of a game scoreboard-wise, but it felt like the Chargers were in control. Are they all the way back, AJ? You got faith in them? Eckler has three touchdowns. We love the Chargers again. I mean, I don't think we were ever completely off the Chargers by any means, were we? I mean, we know Herbert's fighting through something, but no, I think they're still all right. I think my take on the Chargers last week was it feels like for whatever reason the Chargers are just going to be the Chargers. Sure. Yep. Like for whatever reason. It doesn't make sense to any of us. They have all the teams. They get injuries at key positions at key times. It's like, what? why are they cursed almost? They're moving in somebody else's stadium. They seem to have the guy. They don't make the playoffs multiple years in a row, but we still all love them because there's so much promise. And then they get back on track against the Texans. I think that's good news. Texans are going to be a team that surprises people. Chargers knew that going in, seemed to be prepared, uh, and they did their thing. Congrats to Chargers getting back on the right score of things. That's just one that you have to do. Even with all their injuries, Like that's one you have. Like If you want to be a team that goes to the playoffs, finally and keeps being talked about the way that you want to be talked about you have to handle the texans like a three well listen colts beat the chiefs god damn mm-hmm. right so that's right they might go to the super bowl titans let's talk about titans sure are the titans back our things. First quarter, that yep. fucking guy's already rolling. AJ, first quarter, Derrick Henry's rolling. I'm staring at him eye to eye. Not a good feeling. If you're in that Colts D and he's rolling already, man, it is not a great feeling. Okay, this is good that you're on here. I appreciate you joining this conversation because it's been a lot about me and my gloom and doom for the Colts stinking. That was in the first quarter, not even touched, running downhill. Actually did this because he was so clean going in. Get off me. Then the other way, he was breaking tackles, making people miss, running people through, uh, like second quarter, running people over. He normally gets going like that third, fourth quarter. Like first, second quarter is a setup for that. Like, hey, we're going to wear him down. When he's going in the first and second quarter, the Colts were able to bounce back a little bit and make it a game, which I'm proud of. But he was rolling early. That is not good and not normal, I don't think, right? That's not the normal way of the Derrick Henry train going. 
Yeah, normally, obviously, yeah, Derrick Henry wears on you, wears on you, and you know, like, all right, hey, these two- and three-yard runs are going to be six, eight, 12-yard runs come third and fourth quarter. But, yeah, he comes out the gates, and he's untouched, things like this. Yeah, and you'll notice Derrick Henry and guys are big physical dudes. Sometimes guys start taking weird angles to try to get that guy down because, you know, the best angle might be a massive, massive collision. So I may change my angle up a little bit to try business. to go low and maybe clip a leg or something. Mm. You're saying some business decisions well, get made. I'm not saying anything specifically yesterday. I'm saying just in general. In football, when big guys like Derrick Henry are rolling, you'll see like your, your little angle might be a little off a little bit and just because you're protecting yourself. Oh, man, yeah. Norm- I would normally run right at that knee, but that's a larger knee than normal. So I'm going to the And you know the stiff arm's coming. Yeah. And he'll just put you through the ground. Yeah. Those live forever. He just does this. I'm happy he figured out how to be an NFL running back. Remember, there were some questions there at the time because there'd be a burst and then there'd be like five weeks of nothing. Then it'd be a burst and then it'd be like five weeks of nothing. Everybody's like, why is this defensive end that plays running back stink in the NFL? This makes no sense. Then allegedly, Eddie George and he had a conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Eddie was like, we need you to fucking start pounding people. This is what you need to do. And he became that dude. Got a $50 million contract. It seems mm-hmm. like yesterday they got back on track. And just like Aaron said, two weeks ago is mike vrabel still their fucking coach is derrick henry still their fucking running back they're gonna figure it out seems like they have aj Tannehill slinging the thing sidearm like people kind of do sleep on Tannehill, i guess and call him a game manager and all this but when Tannehill is on man he can play man it's scoring any fucking points in the second half you know if derrick <laughs> henry doesn't run all over the colts then you know let's pump the brakes on Tannehill being a world beater yeah Colts, Colts beat the Chiefs. Yeah, Colts did. beat the Chiefs. Absolutely. Tannehill, Vrabel, Derrick Henry, and the boys beat the team that beat the mm-hmm. Chiefs just seven days before that. I mean, how does your defense come out, actually your team as a whole, come out after beating the Chiefs with, you know, the best player on defense coming back in Shaq Leonard and laying egg like that is my real question. At home. It's a good question. Against there's a division of There's a lot of questions. You hear me? It was Marvel Day, too. Oh, oh did they have no way? Listen, I mean, what? Listen, it was Marvel. Did you get Captain so America's autograph? Mean? So, I have some bad news for a few of our favorite superheroes. Oh, no. Marvel Day was marketed. Marvel Day, I assume, will be viewed as a success other than the team losing. Sure. sure. Cheerleaders had shields. Oh. oh. So, they had shields on arms and they were all using them in fact. It yeah. looks sweet. How okay. they lose? During the intro, as people were getting introed out, the cheerleaders with the shields were. Like right in cue. I mean, it looks. What? That's all. This was happening yesterday. It was fucking Marvel Day, okay? At Lucas Oil Stadium. The Colts partnered with Marvel for this big marketing push experience for their fans, their younger fans. It was going to be a big thing. As that game was starting, right before kickoff, before the anvil was hit. Blues down there on the field, oh. and they say it's Marvel Day. Let's give it up for Captain America. <sighs> and this uh, like Aldi version of Captain America comes out, oh, and no. he's dancing to some music. Boo. Oh. Quiet, oh. quiet, boo. Quiet, boo. Captain Why? And he goes, go to Iron Man. Okay. And Iron Man was even. Oh, jeez. Oh, Let's go to Thor. Thor with his hammer. Hammer yeah. small. Oh, this sucks. Let's go to Spider-Man. Oh. Spider-Man. Wiry looking fella in sure. the tight costume. Looked like he came just fresh from the New York uh, uh, Times Square. Mm-hmm. Take a photo with me, Spider-Man on oh, the field. No. Had good energy. 
He started dancing. Ooh. He started dancing. People started cheering. Then they showed a random Tennessee Titans fan that was just standing in a circle with all the Marvel heroes. He was dancing and blue pied them. Oh, big pop. pretty good. Big, big pop. How'd they lose after it, that? I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. It was a tough start, though, for old Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Thor, and whoever else was there. A lot of booze because I think a lot of people in Indianapolis were like, we get it. We live in the middle of America. We watch the same movies you guys do in the big cities. Yeah. That ain't fucking Captain America. <laughs> that, that guy ain't ever been Captain America. Hey, Iron Man, that fucking guy ain't rich right there. That no. guy is broker than us. Look at the fucking thing he's wearing. And then look at this little bitch-ass Spider-Man. Then Spider-Man starts moving like, oh, we like, Spider we like Spider-Man right there. So interesting reaction to the Marvel day. Uh, overall, I assume kids had a good time. But it was one trip to Times Square, basically. Uh, that's pretty much what it was on the field. Man. It was good. Were they promoting a movie or just Marvel in general? No, no, no. Quentin Nelson was big Q. Yeah. yeah. Matty Ice. Matty Ice. He's freeze oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, tying yeah. it together. Like Shaq it. is the maniac. It was a creative partnership, but as we said immediately upon hearing about the deal, like, oh, they're bringing in actual fucking... Chris like, Evans is fucking yeah. going to no, be No, no, actually they're bringing in... Uh, Robert Downey like Jr. Jr.'s not? No. Birthday party. Holland wasn't Guys. swinging? No, no. Nope. They no brought Chris it. Hemsworth? No. Nope. What about his hammer? Bob Downey? No. No. There. Nobody. It was just. What? Yeah. So. Just a couple fat schlubs dressed up like these from guys. From Times Square. Well, I think Thor had terrible. Tried to. Uh, Thor tried to gritty. No. Oh, had no. the hammer. Tried to that gritty. That's not even no wonder they booed with him. the character. Yeah. That ain't my fucking Thor. Well, it wasn't anybody's except for like Times Square. I honestly <laughs> believe there's a chance they got him out of Times Square. But it's tough whenever an NFL team, you know, like we know how much you guys are making. Yeah, yeah well, we know from, right. you know, what has gone on in Minneapolis, right. why we had a bunch well, of... It's like, why can't, why can't you get fucking actual... You know, the, you, there had to be a price that was able to be paid Oh yeah, for Marvel Day for Captain America to actually fucking come yeah. out and put the ball down. Those you guys know? are probably NFL fans, too. Shit, yeah. you want to come watch an NFL game? You get paid for it? Why Derrick not? Henry. That would make sense. But yeah. instead, it's like a minor league baseball network yep. partnership. But I will say the shields on the cheerleaders were cool. That was awesome. Yeah, that was very cool. <laughs> they had new dances, too. Capes. Full capes on. Headbands. See, they should yeah. have had Ursa and his boys dress up as Iron Man, Captain yeah. America. Spider Gorman was running a good show out there. Was of course. He? Gorman was running a good show. Was he dressed up? Uh, he was not a Marvel superstar. Oh, he, he already is. He's Jeff Gordon. That's a good point. Why wasn't like Slash and Paul McCartney coming out sure. with Jim Mercy? Well, that's what I'm yep. saying. I don't know why that doesn't. That type of stuff doesn't happen. Like, Jim sweet. has the Rolodex, mm -hmm. and we see him performing with all these people, and it's like then we get cosplay Iron Man can't have dancing it. out there. It's like, hey Jim, come on. At least let some nobody play that $2 million guitar at halftime. Yeah. That'd be cool. You know, the person that sang the national anthem, Christian singer lady? Pipes. She just sings about stuff I guess nobody listens to. I had no idea who she was. She's a Christian <laughs> singer. Probably very good. I would assume her music is great. Mm -hmm. She killed the national anthem. Mm -hmm. Killed. Probably. Top four I've ever heard. Really? Yeah, and I'm only saying that because I don't want to overreact and say it's the best one. Sure, but sure. fucking, wow. it was very, very, very good, AJ. Wind was so strong, all the banners that were up there were flipped on top of each other. Mm. Thank God. A little breezy day. Those banners suck, so only one of them is worth a shit. Oh, come on. They should just guy. take that as an... Hey, look, I'm promised two more, and <laughs> we know we're not getting it this year. Yeah.
We might. Boys going to turn around. Yeah, we'll see. Stars say Thursday against Russell Wilson, pal. That team yeah. stinks. No too. chance I'm betting against Russ. Let's ride Wilson. On a Thursday night? You think on Prime, Amazon Prime? You don't mm-hmm. think Russell Wilson's going to show off for Jeff Bezos? You're Come out of your on. mind. Come on. Fuck. About that. Colts Broncos this Thursday. Bezos' wife does not like MMA. I think they're – are they married? Not Bezos. Zuck. Zuck's wife does not like MMA. They're not all the same. All right. Come on. What is this Come on. Has Zuck, Zuck practiced? Zuck, and Russ is a Bill Gates guy, too, out in Seattle. He's not a Bezos guy. Zuck's been practicing, though. Yeah, he's in the lab. Yeah. Zuck's been practicing. Now, the tie pads. Bezos, yeah, he, what? She got mad that he's been practicing or what? There was a no. There was a video. They were at a fight and someone was getting pummeled and she yeah, was, Dana was pissed. horrified. Dana was pissed. Did you see that UFC had this event that was closed to the media and the public? And then Mackenzie Dern, one of the fighters the day before, said, well, I heard uh, Mark Zuckerberg rented out the whole thing, so I guess he'll be there. And Dana came out and said, that's garbage, absolutely not. And then Zuck was there with his wife. So we can just – can we do that at the Thunderdome? Just yeah. Is it much? close to the Probably. public because they were going to the death, like for real this time or no? And is that why she was – It was uh, televised. Is COVID bad? Where, on Facebook Live? No, I think you, I don't know if it's a pay per view or fight pass, or whatever. But yeah, you can watch. So I could just have a pay per view in here. I don't know. Dana says Zuck did not rent it out, so, but Zuck was there and very few other people. So I'm not sure of the situation. Hmm. Sounds like we can get a UFC yeah. event. Yeah, something to think about. Welcome to the Thunderdome, UFC. Got to get oh. the governing commission to. She stopped right there. She was kind of scared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, she probably got blood splattering on her. Well, yeah, she's, she's in the blood zone. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the experience. When we she's sat down, it, it's the blood zone. Yeah, splash zones at Kennywood. You know, with the thing that goes down, you're in a splash zone. You don't have to ride the ride. You get wet. You're in the blood zone at those fights when you're sitting mm-hmm. on That's the right. cage. She better tighten up, too, because with his newfound love for MMA, I'm not so sure Zuck's not going to fucking end her with a head kick KO. Jeez. <laughs> Hey, we're watching what? UFC tonight, okay? Like if it's programming, it's And if you don't like it, I'm going to put you down for a nap. Ty, that ain't ha- Table's too toxic today. Jeez, Jeez Louise. Let's go to some overreactions from around. <laughs> Zuck, we don't mean that, obviously. We love Miss Zuck. He's also not a human, so he doesn't feel emotion. I, s- I seen him fighting. He's fighting. He's Apologize into mixed martial arts. Yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Yeah, he downloaded his USB too. stick to the back of his head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Update my kung fu skills. <laughs> Very strong. Yeah. Dude, he wore slides, okay, during litigation with the Winklevi. Yeah. That's right. He's more of a human than any of us, probably. True. I don't dispute it. You think he's a good fighter? You think he's rolling in there, chucking yeah. people out? Yes. What's he just taps people taps people daily? They said in his training sessions. Of yeah. course, they're yeah. tapping out like Putin, right? Like Putin, yeah, would, exactly. Putin had eight yeah. scores or whatever, right. eight goals a game when he would play mm-hmm. hockey. You think Zuck has stepped away from coding on Facebook to do this now? He's like living his life because I seen him on that fucking on that wakeboard that's powered that's yeah. up there. Hydrofoil, yeah. He's on the hydrofoil. He's doing MMA now. Is he like just trying to find? I've like, heard once a coder, always a coder. Yeah, like does he like take a trip down nostalgia and go? You know what tonight? I'm fucking coding for Facebook and Instagram tonight, and he just dives back in. Like I bet he does. I would assume, right? Yeah, maybe. What? I just don't think Zuck is doing the day-to-day work like he used to. Would I you? Mean, I wouldn't. If I I'm not, I'm wouldn't. not taking a shot at him for doing it. I just don't think he's a human whatsoever. He had barbecue sauce behind him on just like a random little <laughs> fucking layout so. in his living room. <laughs> Oh, he's keto. That's a keto barbecue sauce. Yeah, it feels like he got 
but similar to The Sims. Like he was doing something, completely forgot what he was doing, put his barbecue sauce down, and probably realized <laughs> in that moment, oh shit, that's for my barbecue sauce. All right, let's move on. Zuck, <laughs> we like that you're finally living, pal. Love you, Zuck. Zuck. If that's what you're doing. We have no idea if you're a human or not. He wanted a hot or not thing. That's sweet baby race. That's sweet baby race. That's what he was talking Ooh, about. Just randomly just good. puts on his shelves. Just all like, over the place. <laughs> oh, that's his thing. Oh, that's the, like, maybe he owns sweet, with humans. Maybe okay. he owns a barbecue sauce. That'd be sweet then. Everybody thinks I'm a coding nerd. I just want to let them know. You eating meat? Hell Fucking yeah. put sweet baby <laughs> me's on it. Yeah. It's got nothing on mangolds. That's right. Did you have any of that this past weekend? Oh, I forgot you were there. Uh, I did not have any of it, but I think I told you wow. the whole, a whole section of the, the stadium got some mangled uh, barbecue sauce. Because of an in-stadium game? Oh, uh, whatever they zone? were doing, yeah, maybe because Nick was the ring of honor situation, but yeah, or maybe they do it every game. I don't know. Just one section got to celebrate with Nick Mangold? How'd they pick the section? Well, one whole section. I don't know how they won, but they just all of a sudden the Jumbotron cut to a section. Oh, you guys are all getting a bottle of Nick Mangold 74 barbecue sauce, and then they were pumped. You know which one I enjoy? Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy the helmet game with the ball in it yeah. on the Jumbotron. Oh. Everywhere. At every yeah. single stadium I've been to, everybody on the sideline, everybody on the field, everybody in the stadium enjoys that one. I mean, I'm sure there's or the some racing. There's racing helmets sometimes, too. Guys on the, on the sideline are like, ah, I got B. You like pick up someone, and the whole crowd is picking them, and also the players on the field are, too. There are some terrible ones, though, right? Uh, yeah. Like most, real, the majority. <laughs> there was a kiss cam at a couple Colts games, like back in the day. Chuck was so mad. Third, oh. it would be our defense would be on the field, be like fourth quarter, but we had to get this jewelry company's kiss cam in during a commercial break. Jeez. Let's do the kiss cam. It's like, I love you. like that oh, the whole man. thing, and then they they cut it off four seconds before they get back from TV, and then they pump in some Jeezy or Rick Ross, mm -hmm. and then the defense is on the field for like a third and eight or whatever, and the place is just completely dead. And Chuck's like, can we not do the kiss cam <laughs> before <laughs> we need everybody to do the thing? They are trying out a lot of new stuff, and I appreciate that with Lucas Oil. There's some stadiums that are incredible, though. Like the day-to-day -day operations, the game is run well. There's a DJ in there, I think. And then there's some places it's like, they do not care how the day goes. You know, like you can tell it's not a actual thought, like we should make this an experience for everybody that isn't terrible. Like you can tell the people that try and don't try. Don't you think, AJ? Oh, absolutely. There's every stadium, every team has like people that are in charge of like the game day experience, right? And yes. everything that goes into it. And you can tell some people must have a much bigger budget and are better at that. And some people just don't care, maybe don't have the budget. And I think we're lucky because we get to go around stadium to stadium. Some people very rarely get to see how other stadiums do it, unless you're like a big event like going to travel or you have a friend that's going to a game or whatever. So you get into a stadium and you see a place that's just like rocking and the DJ is like with it and understands where we're going, what we need to happen. It's, it's catering to all people, not just like the old people or the very young people. It's like everybody's having a good time. It's like this is run well. Yeah. Like this is run really well. Then there's some stadiums you walk into, it's like, this place sucks. Thanks. This place has no idea. Get a little energy. Let's go to a commercial that we sold two years ago that has zero relevance to this moment, but they're getting one play every home game. Let's go ahead and put in the measuring stick. All right, what are we doing? Let's get this the hell out of here. But the Colts are trying, it feels like. The Marvel thing, 
Maybe a miss. Sounds like the Not cheerleaders were awesome. Cheerleaders were awesome. Yeah. Junior cheerleaders also always awesome because yep. they try so hard. They go so hard. It's their big moment. Their parents, the dads are dancing next to them. I enjoy that. They but, should bring in Homelander from the boys. Who? It's another, like, superhero show. Way better. No, we should stick away from that shit. I'm telling you. I think we should stick away from that shit. We you. got the shield for the cheerleaders. Yep. Good photo. Good moments. But if you're going to do superhero, bring in the actual. Yeah. yeah. Don't give us minor league baseball. At a NFL game. Were these magical uh, shields, though? Like, if Derrick Henry uh, would have went <laughs> over onto the sideline and all those cheerleaders held up their shields? Dead, yeah. Derrick Henry's a dead yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what the coolest thing to do? Either put Jim Irsay out there on the guitar or bring in The Rock and have him cut a promo like he did at the Super Bowl for every Colts home game. Well, they had him do that for the beginning of the Ram season. Yeah. And he introduced the world to the Let's Rampede. Yeah. That was awesome. It was. It was Rams good. house. Yeah. Whose house? Rams house. Rams house. Let's do something cool for the Colts. Yeah, I think he could do something for the Colts. Seems like he's a Rams fan, though. It says a lot of we when talking about the Rams. You guys are going to yeah. Colt peed? What's that? Colt peed. Well, I don't know. Didn't he give Eli um, a nickname as well? What was On it? Manicast. What was it? I forget now. E but it no, you do not forget. E-Money? <laughs> e e I, I really do. This certainly feels like something you definitely know about. And you, No, I uh, remember the, first, the Rock popped on. He's like, I got a name for it, Eli. And I go, oh, great, what? And then he gave him a good nickname. Terramana Eli? Is that what he called I him? I think that was yeah, it. That was probably it. Yeah, it was all a marketing employee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, he called him human, human carbon monoxide because he's a silent killer. <laughs> I love The Rock. Yeah, I love The Rock. Pretty good. All right, let's do some overreactions from around the internet and get the fuck out of here ahead of the Rams-Niners game. Uh, Sacrifice for Bryce says, the Colts are dead. D-E-D, -D, dead. 0-2-1 in division playoffs, looking impossible. JT out for a few weeks. Just tank for Bryce Young and get Frank and Chris the fuck out out of here. Wow. Hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact, but a lot of Colts fans feeling that way right now, AJ. Full rebuild, full rehaul. I'm not sure Bryce Young's the right guy. If he is, I appreciate that. I've heard CJ in Ohio is uh, that dude. dude. Potentially a guy as well. I, I, not that Bryce isn't. I'm just saying there's a lot of options and I think what this Colts fan is saying, let's just go ahead and get a new one. Very young, very good, not $43 million. With that being said, I believe we're on the hook for Matt Ryan for next year for 20-some million dollars and that's going to be tough to move on from. Well, yeah, and what player just came out and said after the game, like, hey, we get a new quarterback every year. It's like we're starting over and starting over again. Naeem Hines, who also did not touch the ball in the first half except for, for a punt return. Another guy is a weapon. Let's fucking figure out how to get him on the field. Yeah. Yeah, they do in Dallas. You see it all the time with Pollard. They're very similar players, it feels like, Hines and Pollard, and they still find a way to give it to him. When you find out who your weapons are, yeah. like, just start making plays for yep. those people. Yes. It looks like the Chiefs can pull it off, yep. right? Mm -hmm. If the Chiefs can do it, how come everybody else can't? Good when much. you have an offensive-minded head coach, too. like it's not a former if, quarterback. Yeah, it's not as if you have somebody who's going with the What the defense. hell's going on? I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> no, Six-foot-seven guy catches two touchdowns last week in people's face. He's from Oklahoma State, I learned, by the way. Wow. And uh, I guess at Oklahoma State, he was a, a blocking guy. Then he goes to Virginia, I think, and has a great year. And then he comes to the Colts or whatever. And we have Mo Alley-Cox, who I guess is a road grader as a blocker, so maybe yeah. that's why Jelani can't get on the field. Turns out I heard he can block. He's six foot seven. He can catch. Put him at fucking wide receiver then. We yeah. got a guy. And then we get Naeem Hines out there. He's a guy. Ah. This what Bryce is what everybody's doing in Indianapolis, though, mm -hmm. AJ. 
Yeah, I, I mean, they're not dead. Four games. What? We're four games in. You can't cancel them yet. Have you watched a game of theirs, though? There's an eye test. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think well, that's... Jonathan Taylor, we, hopefully well. he comes back soon. Well, it, even if he does, well, it, uh, who's he, is he going to run through offensive line, ass, face of defensive linemen, and then also linebacker that's probably already up in the hole as well? Because that is what he's staring at yeah. every time he gets the ball. Yeah. It is, we were there watching it. And I'm not, this is not an excuse for Jonathan Taylor. You're a fucking good back. Let's make plays. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's figure it out. But also, as soon as he gets the ball, there ain't shit for him. It's like the offensive line's invested in what the hell. I, it's, it's a nightmare in Indianapolis right now. Yeah, and they might not be dead, and we can be optimistic, but, like, what the fuck are we watching and rooting for a team for? Like, it's for winning Super Bowls, and you know they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Well, Matt Ryan. He, sure. Sure. He's an astronaut. He's going to turn a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> With that being said, we had knockoff Captain America, yep. knockoff Iron Man. Feels like we maybe got a knockoff astronaut. Oh, no. Yeah, why didn't you call in Jack Carr? That would have been sweet. What if what if we get some green berets out there for a sniper? Uh, That'd yeah, sweet. That'd be awesome. shoot the other mascot in the head, Whoa. and that'll set the tone. <laughs> but we're gonna kill these guys today. That's what they should do. You're a terrible guy. <laughs> Not a real person. Put a watermelon in the no, mascot just head. <laughs> shoot like footballs off their head or something. Dude, you can't have. That'd be sweet. You cannot have the Aldi brand Captain America Iron Man on the field. At training camp, you can do that. Sure. Training camp, you can do that. When there's 70,000 people that paid tickets for you, you can't do that. No. My God. If you put a uh, Guardian cap on an NFL helmet and you get hit with a 50 cal, you get 20% less likely to die. All right, let's move True. on. No, it's only 10%. 10%. Well, if two, two bullets. Yeah. If the guy wearing the, who's shooting the gun <laughs> is, is also wearing the Guardian, Guardian cap. cap, that is 20%. No, because he would have to be getting shot, too. You know, it's Maybe on the bullet. Yeah, the bullet should have a Guardian on it. There it is. Yeah, Boom. There you go. Anyways, you. let's not shoot anybody. Let's move forward. <laughs> okay, what we're saying is we do need a little bit more energy maybe. Yep. Uh, next overreaction here from Jeff McGee at Bowen Ready 34 Lance Stevenson, Marty at Pat McAfee Show, hashtag, is this, re- is this <laughs> yeah, guy is related this, to Marty? Yeah, is this McGee's I brother? I believe this is McGee's Has brother. Be, don't yeah. talk to me about Twitter. Jeff McGee. <laughs> okay. Uh, hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. But Cooper Cush is 4-0 as a starter for the Cowboys. If he can pull it off against the Rams and the Eagles the next two weeks, I say kick Dak to the Whoa. curb and let the new ginger Jesus finish what he started. Yeah. At Born Ready 34 has to say that. AJ, is that how Dallas Cowboys fans actually feel, or do you think he's an anomaly? I don't think all of them feel this way, but I do feel like once Dak gets in, if they're not winning, he's not playing great, what happens? You know what, you're right. Keep Cooper Cush. Yeah. Uh. Bring Dak to Indianapolis. <laughs> Let Dak go. get him out of your hair down there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that well. feels right. You guys, you guys fucking hate him. He's not good. Cooper Cush, better than Dak Prescott. Yeah. Cowboys winning games. You guys never win games. Fucking trade Dak right here to Indy and let our salary cap hit in the quarterback room. Be $150 million this year. <laughs> yeah, but you guys have too much cap space next year. I think you got to save it for, I think, three, four years from now. They got some big prospects that they're going to pay then. So if only, you know, you used it now, then maybe we'd be in for something. And I say we because I am still paying for this Colts team to be playing in Indianapolis. Yeah, but it sounds like you're kind of mocking the situation. No, not at all. But I don't think if Dak Prescott comes to – Your team stinks too. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and I know that. And that's why I I don't want anything. I want a top five pick, and I want to trade that pick for Lamar freaking Jackson. That's what I want. 
You're out on Mac. Dude, uh, this was a big development last week. Yeah. On the record, very quickly, he mm-hmm. said, I love Mac. No bull. Did that whole thing. <laughs> yep. And then he said, but if Lamar's available, give me Lamar. Yeah. Give me Lamar. I want a guy that can win on his own, and you don't need anything else but that guy. Oh, so he Vikings jammed it. Yeah. He said, we got. Exactly. We, we don't have Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. We got fucking Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. You know, what do you – Look. Basically, that's what he's saying, yeah. I, I think there's every single team – Tony, I think you'd be insane to say that I would rather have Kenny Pickett for the next 10 years than Lamar Jackson. Well, I that's would. And that's how I feel about it. On that. this particular Monday, <laughs> yeah. October 3rd, 2022. Saw enough. I've already seen enough. Give you ask for the next 18. Every Yinzer, that is the answer. Yeah. Would you want Patrick Mahomes over Kenny Pickett? Absolutely no. not. That's how <laughs> Pittsburgh feels. This is a Pittsburgh guy. Patrick ain't a Pittsburgh guy. He likes Hunt's ketchup. Now, mm-hmm. the Hunt family owns the Chiefs. True. So that might be why that's his ketchup of choice. But we don't need him. We got fucking Kenny Pickett. That is literally how Pittsburgh feels today. Now, you were in that same honeymoon phase with Mac Jones. Seems like you've already moved on. I don't know if the Yenzers will move on as quick. Yeah, and I don't know if I've moved on, but it's nah. like, every, well, every single time you watch a Bills game, it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, they are so good. Josh Allen is such a different animal at quarterback. Like, I love Mac Jones. I think he'll be really good for a really long time. But as someone who watched the team go to the AFC Championship for 10 straight years at one point, do I think that they can dethrone the Bills anytime soon? I don't know. Oh, you're saying I know good football. No, I'm, I, I just feel like, I mean, you've said it. Yes. Like, we know if a team has the likes and Diggs and Ty and Nick, like every team that you watch that you're a fan of growing up, if they do go to the Super Bowl, you know every year if, they, if you have yeah. a team that can do How about it. how the tables have turned, the old turntables? Because this stage uh-huh. used to be, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, the creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. Colts oh, ready yeah. to go. Patriots going to be ready to go. Packers are going to be ready to go. Pittsburgh's going to be ready to go. Oh, yeah. It was that back room that was fucking terrible. They still are. I got the best offense in the league. I got the best quarterback in the league. And you guys cannot say that. And you got the worst defense in the league. Uh, right. No one cares about that anymore. The NFL doesn't care about defense. They're actually phasing defense out. We only care about offense now. <laughs> seven on seven. Actually, seven on five. Yep. That's mm-hmm. Bears, Bears are running the triple option. Now, oh, yeah. So. yeah. Sweet. And the worst part exactly. really is like <laughs> Ty has said it too. Like he's got to take it in because Rogers, you know, he's he's getting older, oh, yeah. and, he, and similar to how it was in New England a few years ago, Almost you can done. see the the last season on the horizon. We added some plants to the stage after last week's talk about drugs or plants. That's Had right. To. Who knows if those plants are going to drag him away from the game sooner or later, than later? You're telling me. But. If he is gone, too, I'm in the same boat. Hey, let's go get Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking give up everything All in. Lamar Jackson. I want him now. Yeah. Uh, I think every team would be like that. I hope Baltimore sees that. I know Lamar sees it. They got him for another three years if they want, though, including mm-hmm. this season with two franchise tags. How will that story end? The end of the game, obviously Lamar throws that pick to Poyer, and they get the ball. What a pick team. by Poyer. What a hustle play. Great man. Great awareness. I love it. Both of them. He. I know. Poyer's ball hawk, dude. Mm-hmm. Absolute oh, ball hawk. If he doesn't get 17 picks this season, he's trash. Remember mm-hmm. that, AJ. We talked about that numerous mm-hmm. weeks now. What's he on pace for now? 17. 17. Yeah. Still, okay. Yeah, he missed one in the last game when they lost. Mm-hmm. He didn't play. He didn't play. Yep. He didn't play in the last game against Miami out of nowhere. 
Yeah. Oh, what was it? I don't know. Do he's we know been, what it was? I, I thought it was his elbow, elbow again. Yeah, he's been banged up since training camp because mm-hmm. he got hurt and missed a month in training camp. He's going to end up with like 15 picks this season. <laughs> Bum. Not awesome. make the Pro Bowl, though. He yeah, stinks. <laughs> don't put him in a Pro Bowl. Why, why didn't he get 17? Nope. Uh, let's go to another overreaction. Let's go to Mike Ray at Mike Crow Ray. Get it? Micro Ray. Mike yeah. Ray. Mike Ray, My- Micro Ray. Ray. They call What's him microwave. Oh, because yep. he's always cooking. No, because he's a Ray. Oh, micro microwave Rays. That's why this is microwave. Of course. That's the right answer, by the way. If you're a um, if you were a kitchen appliance, what would you be? Microwave. The microwave is the right one, right? Yeah, it gets the job done for everything. Takes cold things, makes them hot. There's a toaster. There's a brand new toaster that can like cook as well as toast. Maybe an air fryer. Yeah, I feel like air fryers are superior. No. Yeah, because those you can throw it in a microwave. Yeah, because those put, it's not you as put quick. You put pizza in there. It tastes so good. Yeah, not as quick, mm. but it is like oven ready. <laughs> Was that fresh meat back there, Zee? Oh yeah. <laughs> so you think the air fryer has surpassed the microwave as the most important thing in the kitchen? I think by sales as well. More people buy air fryers than microwaves nowadays. I, I don't know about air that, air but I barely use my <laughs> microwave anymore. I'm all in on the air fryer. Everything in there? Pretty much. Really? Put some they, they make those new air fryers. I'm on keto. I just found some uh, oh. keto bread, though. That Game changer. Le- legitimate life changer. Oh, you put that bread in the air fryer, it'll toast it for you? Oh. oh. I did it, AJ. I figured it out my diet. I got bread now. So what, you can have sandwiches and meatball sandwiches now? Boom. Goddamn right. Oh, could. Yeah. I guess I could have that if I said, you know what? Tonight sucks. Let's make it worse. <laughs> but I won't do that. I won't do that. But it is nice to have a little breakfast sandwich I just had this morning. Yeah. It was felt like uh, the old days, you know, when I was just fat ass but didn't gain 40 pounds for every sandwich I ate. Let's get to the next overreaction. Uh, Microwave says, your opinion on Carson Wentz was wrong. He's way worse than you advertise. This guy absolutely stinks. He needs to be put on the first bus out of town. Hashtag put Sam Howling. I forgot they had to get out of North Carolina who yeah. can sling it. They also got old cousin um, Heineke. Heineke. Taylor yeah. Heineke. They're paying Carson Wentz $30 million, though. So I hate to break down the business of the NFL. There's a good chance Carson Wentz is going to get every single opportunity to play quarterback for the Commanders, whether you like it or not. He had a rough outing this past week. The week before he had a rough outing, he got sacked a bunch of times. It wasn't his fault. Just like last year wasn't his fault. The year before that wasn't his fault. Listen, we are Carson Wentz fans. Great guy. I'm a bigger fan now that he doesn't play for the team that I have to watch every weekend. I've been telling the commanders, this is what you're going to have to see. There's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. It sounds like there was a lot of lows yesterday yep. when Cooper Cush and the Cowboys beat the shit out of the commanders. There's a pick from Diggs where Diggs is basically running in in phase with him, mm-hmm. and then he just catches it like it's a pass. And it's like, is that a great interception? Yes, but also seemed like Diggs knew exactly where Carson was going, and Carson threw the route perfectly for him. Yep. Not that Carson's known to do that. Okay, He does make interceptions difficult. He normally doesn't have a lot of those somehow. But Carson is an experience, and you all are experiencing it right now. There's going to be a couple weeks in a row where he's going to be fucking fantastic, and you all are going to attack me. I'm just assuming history tells us he will come back to what you saw yesterday and the week before that and last season what? and the season I, before that I, and the season I, before I, that. There's a chance. Once again, we like Carson. This is just reality land, A.J. Hawk. 
Yeah, I mean, when you watch him play, his like pocket awareness sometimes scares you a little bit. Like, <laughs> and how he keeps plays alive, and yeah, just take the check down every once in a while. I think you know would help him out a little bit. But yeah, man, like yeah, they're getting pressure on him, of course, but. The great ones, like they do, they manipulate the pocket, as you hear broadcasters say sometimes. Just just subtle little moves here and there, a little nuance. And then, uh, you know, he doesn't seem to have that great feel right now. I can't imagine his confidence is sky high either. No, I think it always is. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Okay. I, I think he does have a blind confidence every time he steps on the field that every single play that's is, good. is going to be – I agree. It is – can be. Just like we think his toughness can be good. Like, yeah. we think his toughness is honorable. We think it's admirable. His style of play when he's playing good, awesome to watch, electrifying. But there just seems to be a lack of give a fuck about this thing right here, the program. Mm -hmm. The program. Hey. Yeah. I think it's a program. That's all they care about. It's all every team cares about. The defense is trying to get this, and it seems like Carson is not scared to give it away ever. Nope. And it's like, cuz, just a little bit more, you know, Let's empower what this – let's put this thing on a pedestal a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, thing. let's let's put this thing a little – and I think, honestly, if he was able to get that, which he might be able to do before the end of the season there for the Commanders, I think it would be a full game changer for Carson Wentz. But a lot of people say there's no chance of that happening at this stage of the game. Yeah, well, if it doesn't happen soon, they're going to run him out of town. We know how the commies are when they don't like what's going on inside sure. their own building. What do they do? They'll tear it down, and then they'll shoot you in the head like the KGB. Did I see Dan? <laughs> a lot of shooting in the head here. What's Who got shot? Excuse me. A lot of shooting in the head. What, was Dan Snyder out of hiding? Was he in Jerry yeah, World? Him yeah. and Jerry, yep. yeah. There was a handshake, I do believe, before the game. Jerry's like, shit, I fucking. <laughs> On U.S. soil? Hey, is there a government official here? They're going to try to get you one of them fucking. <laughs> and Dan's like, I take my I take my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I take my pockets. They can't even put it on me. They never touch me, Jerry. You know the deal. Speaking of that, I need to get up to that sweet ASAP. <laughs> Dan Snyder's in public. His team stinks. Seems to be a trend. Are they cursed? Maybe. We do apologize. Hopefully Carson plays that good football for you, though. You will enjoy it. Hell yeah. You will enjoy it. Dan Snyder, obviously uh, incredibly tan, coming fresh off of a beach where he was hiding, obviously. Napoleon's home island, I believe, is where sure, they actually yeah. found oh. his, uh, his yacht. Jerry looking fantastic. Got some uh, gator skins on, maybe crocodile. And then you got Jay right there. And I, is that Snyder's wife I on the far right? I believe so. Those frosted tips. No, he's just been in the sun so much. Oh, okay. yeah. mm -hmm. Sun it. Maybe sprayed sun it. Is Jerry 6'8"? He looks like <laughs> Smeagol. He's got those cowboy boots, but let's also assume Dan Snyder Dan's, is a short guy. I think Dan Snyder's 5'5". Yeah. Five, five. yeah. <laughs> Jason Wright just standing back a little bit so he doesn't look as tall. Yeah. Yep. He looks cool, too, though. So cool. I like that they're putting uh, Snyder's wife away from him, though. Yes, Martin. So they can somehow, at one point, be able to isolate this photo as Jason Wright and Mrs. Snyder mm -hmm. yeah. at Jerry World supporting the commanders. Smart, Smart play. Smart. Not bad. Let's not get Snyder and the wife too close together. Remember, we're handing this thing off to the... Yeah. To the wife. We don't want them to be associated, even though they are married. I mean, it looks like Jerry's pretty pissed that he's actually next to Snyder because he knows that people are going to look at that photo with them, too. Oh, well, God damn it, Dan. Let's send this to Papa John, right? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, let's go to another overreaction. Uh, Spears ears at – oh, that's the chairman, I do believe. That is a, uh, that is a professional wrestler for AEW, and he was titled the chairman because his first night with AEW – he hit Cody Rhodes in the head with a chair, and I believe it gushed gosh, gosh, oh, the hell yeah. Wow. So he's the chairman. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Look like it hurt like hell. This dude is uh, hes pretty ruthless in there. He's got a uh, killer instinct. Okay. Is he the champ? I don't know. I don't know. 
No. Is he good enough to defeat Hangman Page, you think? Or I think Adam Cole is no champ, way. right? Adam Cole is champion? Really? Is he? That's little fucker? Yeah, what are the little division? <laughs> well. I'm saying it like that. A little bit rude of you to talk like that about it. Well, we got guys a scumbag. He is a scumbag. Yeah. But yeah. in the ring, the guy's unbelievable. Tactician. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, this guy hit somebody in the head with a chair, gushed him open, he became the chairman. Great nickname, I thought. I thought, yeah. it was, thought it was very clever. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. By the way, I don't think this is actually that guy. This is his ears. This is a troll account. Hashtag PMS, <laughs> I don't want to overreact. But Russell Wilson has been a complete failure as a Bronco. He has lost his passing touch. He isn't in the same page with Hackett and got dusted by a very average secondary. If things don't change soon, Jesus. This has been a full day of this. Uh -huh. And this guy was not happy. Ha Hackett's on his way out. Now, there's been a lot of graphics surfacing the internet about how Geno Smith is performing, which Pro Football Focus has him as the number one quarterback in the NFL, although the Seattle Seahawks are not undefeated. Pro Football Focus has him rated as the number one quarterback in the NFL currently, which, hey, Geno Smith, West Virginia guy, we all knew that was going to happen. Baby, there you go, Geno. They have Russell Wilson very low. They're putting a lot of stats next to each other, and it appears as if Geno is having a much better start to the season than Russell Wilson is. The brand of football continues to be boring, but every once in a while, Russell and Hackett will turn it on. Is it something about them finding chemistry, finding rhythm, or what do you think it is about this Denver transition process, AJ? I mean, when you watch, it's hard to figure it out. Like, you feel like, all right, Russ is going to snap out of it. He's going to get in a rhythm. He's going to feel like the Russ of old, and we just – Maybe a few glimpses here and there, but we haven't seen it. I don't know if it's he and Hackett, the play call, the new system. I don't know what it is. I really don't. There was a strike to Cortland Sutton yesterday that looked like real Russell Wilson. Yes. There was a CD, I think. Yeah, no. The Judy. Judy, Judy Jerry Judy. CD Lamb's on Dallas. Jerry Judy on the C There was a couple plays yeah. Yeah. that were, yeah. like, really nice where it's like, okay, you can watch the highlights and see – the team can be yeah, what the team can be. But it appears whenever you're watching it, it's just nowhere near consistent. So maybe they're able to figure that out. They suffer a big-time loss to the Raiders in their division. That's a big deal. I think Broncos-Raiders is a pretty good rivalry. Uh, that's a huge loss. Maybe Russell Wilson and Hackett will figure it out. And maybe they won't, honestly. This has become a thing. Some people go on to have great success. You look at Tom going to Tampa, Super Bowl. You look at Stafford going to the Rams, Super Bowl. Russ going to Denver, I think a lot of people are expecting that. But I think, you know, water finds its level at some point. Sometimes shit just doesn't work immediately. Sometimes it takes some time. I think that's what Denver Broncos fans are hoping. Yeah, they're hoping. I, I'm guessing Russ, Hackett, everybody there is hoping that, hey, this thing gets on. The, we all get on the same page pretty soon because what they give Russ? How many more years? 245 mil, six more years or something? Yeah, he's going to be around longer than Hackett. You yep. know, if it doesn't, yeah, they're so, going to find uh -huh. somebody that Russ likes that can cook with him. And they got the richest owner in sports. They ain't scared to move on, I don't think. So intrigued to watch how the Broncos play. Hopefully they suck on Thursday. That'd well, be great. They just lost their running back for the rest of the season and one of their best playmakers. So that right. certainly doesn't help moving forward. I don't think it'll matter versus Colts. So. Did you what? For being honest. What do you mean? I mean, they could probably win with me playing running back. What's your problem? <laughs> I'm upset about this city not living up to the expectation that we all thought it was going to be this year. And more so, the fact that we got to do this for two more years after this. And then what's going to happen? We bring in another old fucker that is going to lead us to 
a 500 season. What are we doing? I don't want to go 8-8-1, eight, eight Pat. Listen, the city's roads aren't set up for a parade to happen downtown yet, okay? Good point. The Colts know that. Getting in and out of downtown right now, actually impossible. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Hogshead. It's an actual impossible thing. It's an impossible feat. They shut down roads, roads that you don't know are open or open, and then you just kind of get tossed onto them out of nowhere. Indianapolis is a clusterfuck right now, whenever you're talking driving in and out of downtown. How downtown is as a whole, also kind of a clusterfuck. Yes. Restaurants coming back, but most of it kind of a clusterfuck, still rebounding from COVID. That won't be figured out for another six, seven months. So if we were to win a Super Bowl right now, it would not be tested battle-ready for a parade. The Colts know that. Look for the Colts Smart. to get that next year once all the shit's figured out. And I appreciate Jim Mercy for that, actually. Thank you for looking out for the Thank city. You, Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Jim. When they bring in Chase Daniel in two years to win a Super Bowl oh. now, fucking we'll look out. Let's go. I thought it was going to be golf. Actually, why don't we fucking put Sam Ellinger in, huh? Let's yeah, give the kid a shot. Bro, he walks like he's straight out of Texas. His lower body, dude. Yeah. I, he was walking off the field right by us in warm-ups. He literally, like, he, he has a good little gait on it. He Just has got a, off a horse? He has a good little strut. His legs and ass are fucking gigantic. I mean, it Diesel. is awkwardly large how big his fucking legs are in comparison. Because he was in just, like, a long sleeve shirt, and then he had his shorts on, and he's walking. <laughs> and this fucking guy is like, damn, that is a wide bot bottom body there. And then the upper body's thing had the hat on perfectly. I'm like, that is the face of Texas right there. That is literally the guy. Wasn't dressed for the game, though. Wasn't dressed for the game. What's that about? What's that about? Because we got fucking Matty Ice, dude. I did see oh, no. um, Matt Ryan has nine fumbles so far. I don't know how many he's lost at this rate. What? He is on pace to absolutely shatter the single-season record of fumbles. I believe Kerry Collins had like 23 in 2010. He's currently on pace to fumble it 36 times this year. So hopefully they can shore that up moving forward. Otherwise, boy, we're going to be in trouble. There isn't a lot of hits on a quarterback that don't end up with the ball on the ground. Sure, Matt sure. Ryan, I've learned. Yeah. yeah. That, there's very rarely a hit at all where that ball isn't just immediately, <laughs> immediately on the ground. Yep. Now, with that being said, he's getting hit a lot. He is. Yeah. Offensive line not really doing great. Right. And I guess if you were to look into the offensive line for the last few years, it seems like it's been going like this. What? What's that all about? What is that about? Uh, we got Big Quentin. Yeah. <laughs> we got Ryan Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. What are we doing? And everyone else just fucking stinks? Garbage cans at left tackle? Um, the, the Titans are good. <clears throat> Titans. That's not being talked about enough. The Titans, Titans got good. the doors blown off them Colts, just last week. Colts beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So. They did. One, two, and one. We don't have three losses like some teams, do we? That's true. But that only means that we will have a higher draft pick than you. Here's the teams that have three losses that are worse than the Indianapolis Colts. Patriots. Wide. Raiders. Wide. Steelers. No. Wide. Lions. Wide. Saints. Wide. Texans. Wide. They're 0-3-1. Oh, Ooh, uh, yeah, they're worse than last year. <laughs> yep. Record-wise, Texans are worse than last year. Thought they were going to get better. They're somehow worse. Um, Commanders. Wide. Panthers. Wide. Potentially the Niners tonight. Yep. So, 
you start looking around, it's like a lot of teams worse than the Colts, just mathematically, because we're one, two, and one. They're one and three. Sure. So we can certainly hold that over your two defenses' heads and other teams. But if your team's one and three right now, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. Sorry about it. Records say that if you suck at the beginning, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. A lot of teams already suck at the beginning, and it's a damn shame, AJ. They stink. Yeah. I mean, the Jets are two and two, though. You feel good about the Jets and Zach Wilson moving forward? I would. I mean, after that gritty in Pittsburgh, I'll tell you what, though, that dude can sling it. We knew that. Like, he had a few, he had multiple throws. We're like, all right, I like this guy. The last two drives, just fucking walking right down the field. Gamer. That's what he is. On the money downs, he was money. He's also a lot more nimble than I thought he was. He's very nimbly, bimbly. If that was footsteps Flacco back there, we would have had 10 sacks. Well, if you hear um, the chatter about Zach Wilson, he's really athletic. Yeah. 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 Remember, cross body, left hash, right numbers. BYU. He's charming, very charming. Mature beyond his years. Smart. Exactly. He gets all the coolest stuff. Isn't the book kind of already out on him? Like, if you go into an away city, you send the three hottest MILFs you can find to his hotel room, and they boink his brains out all night long. And we know how he's playing. Unfortunately, the three. I think that's what Pittsburgh did. And did you see what he did? Yeah. <laughs> He's, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's putting him in right in the mood. They sent three Italian moms yep. down oh. to that hotel that they're staying at in, uh, in Pittsburgh. And he walked down there and they were like, how do you do, Mr. Wilson? We've been sent here by the Pittsburgh Steelers to get exactly. you distracted. And Zach said, distracted? This is heaven. He thanked the Steelers. He felt like he was at a home game in Pittsburgh, mm. they said. Yeah, he's part of the Pipe Fitters Union in Pittsburgh now as well. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him way too much grit and rust is what those women did to him. So don't do that. No. If you want to beat the Jets, do not send MILFs A through D Correct. down to the hotel. <laughs> That'll make no. him perform better. Pittsburgh figured that out. They were on the wrong end of a gritty. And to your athleticism, good gritty. Yeah. yeah. Good mm-hmm. spin of the ball, too. Yeah, clean. With a good gritty. Zach Wilson's back, and everybody needs to account for it. Uh, one more overreaction here from around the Twitter. Uh, this is from Rob Harper, at Rob Harper 7 Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but Bye. Coach Tomlin's winning season streak is done. That Steelers team stinks, even with Kenny at quarterback digs. Uh, we will let you chat about this, pal. You guys suck or what? Well, they waited way too long to pull the trigger and put Kenny in. So they are where they are because of their decision for that right now. The schedule does not line up well. I believe they're 14-point dogs, the Bills, and then they play the Eagles and Bucks. I think, a couple weeks after that. So it's, um, probably. Guy's probably right. It's yeah. a shame. <laughs> it's tough. Supposed to be overreaction Monday. Sounds like it's a lot of reality setting in for a lot of teams. I'll do my top plays tomorrow. I'll lead off the show with them. Oh, yeah. So I can get them uh, properly lined up with old Bruce in the back. We'll answer some questions from around Twitter using the hashtag PMS Live tomorrow. I believe we have Coach Sirianni potentially on what? tomorrow. Let's go. I believe we potentially. Zito, what did you say? You shake your head no there? Uh, maybe. Uh, All right. Sounds like we don't have Coach Sirianni tomorrow, <laughs> but there's a chance that it could potentially happen. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday is obviously taking place after a big win against the New England Patriots. How is he feeling? Not only about the win, but the team going forward and life as a whole. What will the next book be in the Book Club 2.0? Hmm. Who will be inspired to read for the first time tomorrow? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sirianni's on Wednesday. 
Yes. Yes. Sweet. That's huge. Be a friend, tell a fr uh, friend. All the Johns in Philly are going to be excited. Yeah. Coach Sirianni's on Wednesday. He's the head coach of the only undefeated team left in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's got to feel good. And um, we'll be back tomorrow. Hammer Don is in like 15 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer. Don. Ian Rappaport, thanks for joining us for 10 minutes or so earlier. Get a little bit of an update on some things, some punditry from him. AJ, thank you for everything over the past few days. You are the man. Talks the table, great work. Everybody in the back, thanks for making this magic happen. And if this ball goes in from Tone Diggs, we will give five people that randomly retweet this $500 back from paternity leave, hosting Hammer Down for the first time in two weeks. A man who had a plus 11,000 parlay hit just yesterday, Tone Diggs. Oh, Good touch, though. There's more balls. That will hit my hat. Oh, it came come back. back. Come back. Came come back. back. Yep. yep. Ball, 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 ball. Oh. Oh. Come on, Tony. Keep popping Come on, up Tony. Now. For the people. Come on, now. For the Come people, Tony. Oh. Right. There we go. Tony. Gonna have to hug the whole thing. Son of a bitch. All right. All right. Goddamn cowboy hat. All right. That's the show, I think. I have a 10 gallon on. I Damn. Tomorrow. We'll have to do it tomorrow. We'll have a big giveaway tomorrow. Tony. Russell Wilson dorsal thing, Tony. Tony. Tony, you put that Russell Wilson dorsal <laughs> fin. right, for. Tony. He's never tossed that yet. You said you hate basketball. Good news. This isn't Make football sure or basketball. Make sure it's to right-handed. It is. I made sure it was. Oh! Oh, Ooh. it almost curled in. <laughs> Good whistle off the ball, though. Not only do you have to watch this show, there's also zero chance of you winning anything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. What a fucking L for everybody that watched today. We'll be back tomorrow trying to hopefully give you a better show a little bit of a giveaway, and another Aaron Rodgers Tuesday that hopefully will be inspiring, enlightening, and motivating. Uh, be nice to each other. Say something nice to somebody. Goodbye.